Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to episode 160 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, April 15th, 2015. My name is Dan Gorman, and man, this corporate sponsorship is getting out of hand, I tell you. Just the other day, I was offered tickets to a LinkedIn Park concert. <laughs> uh, my name is Casey Lyons. I'll take you out for a meal with Mr. and Mrs. Payne. Order of some violent quiche. Hi, my name is Greg Legro, and it looks like Bobo's been eating Yappy's dog treats. <laughs> That's right, Yappy's dog treats. Your dogs will love that real liver and tuna taste with just a hint of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So much to talk about this week. Two of us saw Cut Bank while one of us saw a Nicholas Sparks film called The Longest Ride. We listened to some <laughs> Killing Joke, and we'll roll for movies next week. And uh, we're also going to do some 90210 Yeah Relay. Casey watched another episode of Beverly Hills 90210 Season 3. I watched mm. it with my eyes. Oh, man. But first, we are going to do the Itty Bitty Tidbit Committee. But before we even get to that, if you'd like to email us, please email us at info at modernsuperior.com. If you have feedback or opinions about the movies that we talked about or anything that we talk about, you can also go visit us on iTunes and rate and review us, please. But thirdly, you can also go to modernsuperior.com where you can find our show, amongst others, like Super Zero, Let's Scare Matthew Price to Death. Greg's on one of those. I am. Do Over, uh, Drink Along, and tons of other things to listen to. So do all of that after you listen to our yes. show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh-huh. Now we will get to the Itty Tidbit Committee. Itty Bitty. Yeah, Itty Bitty. Bitty. Yeah. Don't forget um, them bitties. <laughs> Our Don't news, forget to bring you bitties. Yeah, yeah, our news and and what we've watched lately yeah. segment. This could go long, but usually we're into film roulette by the hour. I'm just going to say that now from okay. now on. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, I won't put a stringent 45 yeah, just, minutes. Just relax. No, I, don't know, I don't know why you, like, what art autistic part of your brain? I want to start saying it because I feel like if somebody is listening to us for the first time ever. Oh, you want to give they them the is, chance to skip most of the Well, and all they say. see is like Cut Bank or Furious 7. They're like, when the fuck are these guys going to talk about this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually had some people I work with who listen to podcasts during the day. Like they work in a yeah. separate room where they listen to podcasts. That's and, their job? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they just listen to podcasts. Go to the podcast like, closet. <laughs> 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 Tell us at what's on WTF this week. Yeah. Uh yeah, she was saying she was like, yeah, we put on a a podcast that uh you know said it was hosted by this guy named Casey, so we thought it was yours, 
And but they didn't talk about the movies they said they were going to talk about. <laughs> they just talked about a bunch of stuff off <laughs> at the beginning, and we got bored and turned it off. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, "Yeah, that was ours." <laughs> Top ten. Yeah. yeah that's right. and, and then I was like, "We didn't need to relay that story to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> didn't need to hear that." <laughs> that's yeah. great. Oh, hey, I got bored five seconds into this conversation. I didn't tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Coworker. Oh, man. Uh I didn't write down much news this week. I have a lot. Do you have a lot of news? Because I have a shitload of things that I watched. I've been watching movies like a maniac. I I guess I have a fair amount of news. I did watch a ton of shit, though. Okay. Uh, I want to actually jump on a couple of quick news things fast. Well, they're sad anyway, but we've kind of dropped the ball the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about Jeffrey Lewis passing. No, yeah. that's unfortunate. That's a that, huge but bummer. That, that didn't happen. Uh, that happened after last episode. Did I it? Think. Yeah. Did it, Casey? <laughs> Did it? <laughs> Did it? That's a little less uh, backing vocals from you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> Did it? Uh, either way, uh, fantastic uh, supporting character actor Jeffrey Lewis. Yeah. Uh, father of Juliet Lewis. You're probably yeah. going, who the fuck is Jeffrey Lewis? Just Google him and you've seen him in at least 100 movies. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, he was uh, in a bunch of Eastwood movies in the 70s, particularly I would uh, want to point out High Plains Drifter. Oh, yeah. He's the villain in that. Eastwood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that uh, that movie's amazing. It's the fucking best. It's I think the movie that, that got me into westerns. Me too. At your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking a man. Uh, it's a really super duper great movie, and he's awesome in it. He's in everything in the. Like, he grew a mustache and was like, "Oh, <laughs> you're gonna be this guy for the '80s." <laughs> He's in so many. He's only played so many cops. It's great. He's got like over 200 film credits. It's the uh, perfect career. Uh, and it's a huge loss for movies. Uh, and David Zadar. And, and, oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah, David oh. Zadar. Yeah, man. Uh, who's best known as the maniac cop. Yeah, if you don't know... With the biggest um, chin. If you don't yeah. know Zadar, you, you do. you've probably <laughs> seen him if you watch cult movies. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. have seen yeah. Tango, Tango and Cash. Cash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They're both in Tango and Cash. Uh, Jeffrey Lewis is in... Oh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh man, so, yeah, Robert yeah, Zadar. Well, this is yeah. a date. Robert? Day Did I say Tango David? Yeah, Robert. 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 I, I, I couldn't remember either. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, you know him. Like his chin is so big. If you think like Bruce Campbell owns the chin game and cult not. cinema, no. they were in a film together too. Two yeah. of them, in fact, Maniac Cop one and two. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I love Maniac Cop. <sighs> yeah. Maniac Cop is awesome, it's and so the sequels good. are fun too. They're they really are crazy action movies. Yeah, they're totally yeah. insane. <laughs> but man, the first one's really like it's a total. Stupid ideas, kind of sleazy movie yeah. that's like got this. But, good. but they, but they, uh, it was uh, fucking Cohen. What's his name? Uh, Larry. Larry Cohen. Yeah. Uh, he respects that movie. Like, yeah. Like, Absolutely. do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not played for camp value or anything. No. It's a straight up great yeah. dark movie. Yeah. It's and really I don't good. just mean dark in its the fact that it's yeah. a very darkly shot movie. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got a couple of fantastic kills. Yeah. yeah. Really great creative kills. ideas. Really well shot. Great stunts. Great acting. Yeah, one, great and a super acting. duper dangerous stunt at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I watch it, I'm like, why do they just... You, like, you're most likely going to kill the stuntman. Yeah. <laughs> it, it almost <laughs> you takes... You very lucky. It almost takes you out of the movie. Because yeah, you're okay, like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The truck's going to land on him. <laughs> Larry Cohen's really good at that. Yeah. Like, his output from the 70s through to the late 80s, and even into the 90s, but he kind He's done some stuff recently, and I tried to watch some of it, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like yeah. I love Phone Booth, but he like he always like treats his movies. I love. I think Phone Booth is great. <laughs> is but, that the one with uh, Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was um, 
I, I thought I always thought that was uh, Schumacher. Schumacher. He directed it. But oh, it's a Larry Cohen script. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I hate Joel Schumacher. <laughs> I just I really like that he takes those like high concept like could just be a gimmick movie like what if a cop was a maniac killer and you, who you trust and that's like enough to make a pretty shitty movie that would just be like oh the cop goes around and kills people but like he takes it seriously but he also does it in a way where all of his movies are kind of like socially aware right so mm-hmm. like he made it's alive the killer baby movie and it's mm-hmm. about like consumerism and like what are we doing to the environment and, I like, like there's movie. all yeah there's it's always something smart under the surface of his kind of trashy thriller horror movies yeah, yeah. he has a fucking great career man yeah great career if you've never seen any larry cohen movies oh man so that reminds good. me i was just listening to an episode of the canon today about uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Uh, listen to that episode. It's fucking fantastic. The Woody Allen one they just put out is really good, too. Uh, I didn't get a chance yeah. to listen to that one. I love that show. Uh, so it's good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I listened to the the Clerks one today, too. Yeah, uh, me too. Which is yeah. fantastic. I listened to that, too, the other day. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's a really good show. The Canon on Wolf Pop, Pop, yeah. Pop, 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 Pop. <laughs> no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't spend our time bandits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, what else is in the news? Um, Anything? Did we did we I, that, see that any news? That was the only real news I wrote down. There's a bunch of like middling yeah, superhero li- movie news. I'm like, just that... let me know when it's coming. Yeah, back. yeah. they uh, miss Mar. Um, oh, what was it? One of the one of the Marvel movies got some screenplay writers. Is it? Not... Or they're courting. They're like, yeah. we might have someone writing a movie. We might. Make. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, they're talking about the, the, the making a Flash movie. Oh and right. They they keep talking about Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Yeah. Uh, yes. Attached to that, but it seems like every time a movie comes out, they talk about Chris yeah. Miller and Phil Lord being attached to it. I mean, if someone's going to make the Flash interesting, I guess maybe Sh- them. Sure, but but it's these DC characters are. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's just so old-timey. Guy runs super fast. Yeah. Uh, kids will read anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he runs fast, you idiot. He's called the Flash. <laughs> Go yeah. to bed. Captain Marvel, um, the the woman that co-wrote Guardians of the Galaxy with James Gunn is one of the two that they mm-hmm. are saying is attached to Captain Marvel, and I'm like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, Exciting. yeah. the more people involved from uh, Guardians, the better, yeah. I guess. Uh, Casey, you, po- you put What's up some name? Wally World uh, photos. Yeah, yeah, that's, kinda, that's only f- marginally interesting. Yeah, but I, I still, I'm waiting for them to do something. They've moved up that fucking date, release date, and they release a couple photos. Yeah, come on, man, they need a trailer stat if they want people to see this movie. Seriously, because this isn't it's coming a, up this in like a month a, or two. Like, by and large, this isn't like a buzz movie or anything. Like, I mean, it is for a certain amount, like yeah. for a small amount of people, myself included. Like, it's like I'll, I'm waiting for the trailer. I don't have a lot of hope for it or anything, but. Like, I feel like they should be marketing the shit out of this thing. Yeah. They should be, like, getting people really aware of what it's going to be. Yeah. But... Totally. Uh, like, people need to see something from this. Yeah. Like, like, they release trailers for movies, like, a year in advance now. Mm-hmm. And this one's not out. Trailers it's like coming, trailers. Yeah. It's yeah. coming out in, like, a month and a half or two or this something. This movie isn't anticipated enough to grow its own buzz. Yeah. You know? So. Um, I uh, what? <laughs> last week, last week we mentioned because we were talking about SNL. I brought up that documentary. If you go to our Facebook page at facebook.com/synwpc and scroll down a bit, I did post the trailer for that mm-hmm. live from New York, and I thought yeah. the trailer looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I want to see that. Uh, Jared Leto, 
reveals uh, first image of Joe of him as Joker. Well, sort of. It's sort, sort of. of. It's him it, holding a camera with green hair. Well, yeah. listen, it's not just him holding a camera. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the it's, it's the, the fucking killing, killing joke. joke uh, yeah, right. yeah. But he's not smiling, and I think for and everyone's like, he's not even smiling. I'm like, the moment he smiles, that shit goes through the roof, and yeah. then it's like it's it's canon all of a sudden. So yeah. you got to settle yeah. down. It's clearly homage because he's not in the big cast photo that they released, but that is pretty cool that yeah. they're like. We are not fucking around. We know what we're looking at with the character. Yeah. There yeah. is definitely a big type of Joker that we have not ever seen anyone portray. And I know the fans <laughs> would like to see that, the fans of the comics. So yeah. I don't know. that. I got a little... And did you see that clip from him performing with his shitty band? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. No. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, I was like... This well, the well, speculation is that the yeah. voice. What was it? He was playing with his band and he said something? Yeah, he, yeah, he said something about how, sh- shut up or I'll fucking kill you or something. Yeah, he was, there was somebody yelling stuff at him from the audience. I guess jokery stuff. Yeah. From what I've read from other accounts. Oh, oh so oh, okay, because I didn't hear nothing about what was yelled at him. Yeah, yeah, somebody, because that was the first concert he did with the green hair. Okay. And so somebody from the audience was yelling something. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, hey. You look shut like up. the Joker. <laughs> yeah. And then I get, then he switches down into kind of okay. a, a thing. And I was kind of like, all right. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. I, th- I thought it sounded pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is the thing. You know, he's a he's in an awful, awful band. Yeah. He seems yeah. like a big idiot. <laughs> but then when he's in a movie and he fucking does it, he kills performances. He's yeah. a fucking good actor. Look, there's plenty of <laughs> actors who are big fucking idiots. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's part of the criteria yeah. for being an actor. Totally. Like... Yeah, I feel like every time he's in a movie, you're like, oh, yeah, you can act the shit out of a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. So, yeah, I've gone to interested yeah. in what's going to happen here. <laughs> I feel like I, I, it seems like it might be a, a wasted. Well, I mean, he'll probably do it more than one movie, but I just I don't think Suicide Squad's going to be very good. Yeah. yeah. But he might be doing something of, uh, I don't know. It, it could be all right, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's, there's one thing about that big cast photo that did get me very excited about it, and that was something that I didn't know casting-wise. Uh-huh. It was the inclusion of Ike Barinholtz. <laughs> Apparently, Ike Barinholtz is in this movie playing some kind of a villain, and I am on fucking <laughs> yeah. board. Because that guy is the best. I like him, too. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. Who and the I, fuck is he playing in? I don't know fucking... <laughs> I don't. He I don't know any anybody. Of these he's, just, he's not a, a super villain. <laughs> I hope so. I fucking hope to God he is. Yeah, yeah. he's well. going to be the most hilarious super villain of all. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Well, what else? What uh, else? I watched like a crap load of stuff. Yeah, I watched only one thing because I there's got, been like, seven one thing. things here. <laughs> there's one thing that I am fucking obsessed with. Is it Daredevil? Uh-huh. No. Okay. Did any no. of you guys watch Daredevil? Yeah, I did. Okay. I was gonna. I I try. I, I sat down and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make d- a concerted effort okay. to watch Daredevil, but I'm gonna watch another episode of this other thing first, <laughs> and then I ended up just watching. Okay. Well, on the superhero, let's let's go to Daredevil and loop yeah. back around to that. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Because I've heard nothing but crazy good things. I'm gonna see it eventually, but I just yeah. haven't worked around to it yet. Same yeah. as. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of Daredevil. Yeah. I really like that character, and it's, you know, the comics are, they range in all kinds of different tones. Uh, yeah. It's, it is, I think he's the closest thing to Batman, in my mind anyway, in the Marvel Universe, and that he is just a guy. Again, yeah. And he's got the super radar kind of shit going on, but whatever. But he is just kind of a guy who jumps around with the same sort of yeah 
ability that Batman can, you know, fly around the fucking city. So whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but it's really gritty. He's a dark character. He gets the shit kicked out of him a lot. He fucks up all the time, which I kind of like about him. Like he, he, he's, <laughs> he's just flawed. He's a guy. Yeah. He, he tells people who he is, you know, and he can't help it. He's got like this <laughs> softness for people. Anyway, so I was really excited and scared about this show coming and, out. But as far as everybody that I've seen on, on Facebook is like, yeah. this is the best thing I've ever seen. I, didn't, I forgot that he was even coming out. And then there was like an explosion. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I saw Matt, Matt Cauley was like, uh, oh, shit, this is my favorite thing ever. Yeah. And then um, uh, Matt Brown uh, yeah. was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I got to fucking consume all of this. Yeah. Uh, uh, basically, every Matt on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. No one, you know what Matt's for this thing. Two out of two Matt's agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I watched the first two episodes. I've been. I came out on the tenth. Uh, they dropped everything, and I've been crazy busy trying. I, I just so I caught. I, I saw the first two. Yeah. And at the at first episode, I'm like, this is pretty good. Like I'm. I think pretty good. Yeah. I like this. Uh, and I, you know they brought in some characters. I'm like, oh, good. Like right away, we're gonna fucking. Yeah. I know who that is? Right on. Uh, <laughs> uh, big characters, and you know, they, but no one really knows who they are yet because people don't read comics. Uh, they, by the end of the second episode, I was just like, "Oh, forever!" Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. you're so wonderful. <laughs> oh right. man, again, everyone's yeah. taught, there's a one shot, yeah, like, a real long shot, yeah. And, that's just like that's it. That was the that's <laughs> like you, you you got it. Yeah, I stopped, I stopped looking at anything on Facebook after. Yeah, yeah so, like somebody said, oh, this is all one shot. Yeah, there's like, a okay, fight. Yeah, don't look like, at anything. It's not even spoiler. It's just like enjoy it. Like see to it. Like, yeah, just I knew there was a long one shot coming up, but I didn't really know what that meant. What yeah. kind of tone or whatever? Yeah. And when it happened, I'm like, oh, it's happening now. I'm, I'm in the one. Oh, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, the, I I I like everything about it except for the guy who's playing Foggy. I don't like him. Okay. I don't think he's a good good at uh, acting. <laughs> Maybe he'll get better, but right now it's like, hey, hey, shut up and get out of this show. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, shut up. Yeah. Um, get off my screen. So, yeah, yeah, just a... Uh, uh, there's a uh, there's a girl in it from True Blood, and it's like, oh, good for you, getting in a good show now. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Uh yeah, it's great. I can't wait to see more. I literally cannot wait. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and watch it with it, my it, eyes too. It's an excellent show. It's really well made. It's well acted. Uh, it's well shot. It's well acted except for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's such an integral character too. It's like this is how we're gonna. Oh, yeah. All right. Fuck. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Maybe it'll get better, but I don't like him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. It's very good. What? Like, and and it's in the world. I like. Like it's in the MCU. It's okay. Going on with the. Yeah. They're referring to the Avengers shit because this is all the sub level yeah. stuff. So yeah. It's just the incident. They aren't right. going heavy with it. Like remember when the Avengers did things? <laughs> yeah. None of that's going on. But they're just like they live in a world where New York just got fucking flattened by aliens. A yeah, few months ago, yeah, you know? they they did that sort of with that Agents of Shield thing, except for yeah. in the dumbest, clunkiest ways. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard that's no good. It is, it's the worst. <laughs> Which, what? Sorry, what? Agents uh, of Shield. Oh, I can't watch it. I gotta tell you, it's <laughs> I hear the it worst. gets better, but I just I'm I don't like, I don't believe you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like any of the actors on it. Even Clark <laughs> Gregg, I'm like, eh, I'll just catch you in something else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, what did you watch uh, after not watching Daredevil, Casey? Okay, the thing that I can't not watch, and I'm so bummed because I've only got like two episodes yeah. left, is Bloodline. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bloodline ho. How about that thing? The fucking show. That's yeah. just the show that you're watching. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking mind-blowing. How about all that fucking 
attention. Uh, like, Jesus. Like, all, like all the time. <laughs> yeah. All like every single fucking moment of this show is fucking packed with like underlying shit that you're just and it's not even like um it's one of those shows that kind of goes uh this big thing happened and it shows you little little things like things of it and you're like oh god what's gonna like i sort of know what's happening but what's happening yeah (laughs) um but but then it just basically kind of it shows you so much about their family you are you know so much about their family without knowing anything about what actually happened, and then you yeah. find out little bits of what happened. And you go, well, obviously that's what would happen in this fucking family. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so fucking invested. Yeah. And fuck yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, I just, love that. Just holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, this is just like I don't know. I wish they gave legitimate awards for television mm. uh, because well, the Golden Globes. That's yeah, kinda, that's kind of the uh, better than the Emmys, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, people it, watch it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, so yeah, just give give everything to this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. show is the fucking. I gotta get on it. So good, and the, all like all the cast is fantastic. I mean, he's oh, Ben Mendelsohn's like, oh, uh, sorry, I just wanted to show everyone how to act. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The this fucking is, best at it. Yeah, the um, fucking best. The best. <laughs> but like, uh, uh, what's his? Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler is fucking great. Phenomenal. Like this really subtle performance that, as the show trucks along, as the tension grows, you see more of the weight that his character is carrying. Yeah, and not just out of out of a storyline, but as a performance too. Like how much he's holding up is like really because, fucking amazing. Because you see, like it, it's a show. It's a show about a family, and it's about the, the a family dynamic mm-hmm. at, at its most. Tense and fucking visceral, and and you see how that family dynamic affected. You see the seed of it, and mm-hmm. you see how it affected each different sibling and the parents as well. But it really does focus more on the siblings. Yeah, um, you see very clearly how it affected all of them mm-hmm. and how it formed them as people. Uh, this guy, Nor. And, and yeah, you, yeah, I mean, you yeah. have got to be a good actor, uh, and good on him for not changing his name from Norbert Butts. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is the fucking. Du- I, it's shitty. No, to laugh come on, at somebody's it's a name. ridiculous but name. Come on, you're an actor, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I don't give a fuck. I am Norbert Butts. <laughs> so fucking good on him for that. But yeah. Jesus Christ, like this guy just came out of nowhere. Yeah, like, I've never seen him. He's a big uh, uh, musical theater guy. Is that right? That's his thing, which you would never. No, because he's a dumpy. <laughs> he's a dumpy. Like the way they dress him on yeah, that yeah. show. Oh, they've nailed it. Is like that yeah. has to be his personality. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking mind blowing. Yeah, they, like he's because he's really irritating. He's just like the kind of he's just a frustrating guy. But it but it's perfect. Like it's a pitch yeah, perfect performance because I, because he sort of is irritating or whatever. But like I, I feel like he's. I I'm not irritated by him. I I feel, I have a lot of uh, compassion for his character. Yeah, no, because I mean, I'm he's just, just irritated by guys like him. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but he's just the guy who's drowning in that family. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. he's he's just he, and he hasn't he doesn't know his identity well, how many really in that have family. You seen? Where are you? Uh, I we're on like uh, uh, episode ten, so I've got like uh, or like maybe we watched half of eleven. Okay. Um, there's a thing. Kid. There's a thing that uh, Danny says to him at one point that's just like. Nailed it. Uh, uh, we'll talk, <laughs> well, about, it. We'll I talk about it yeah. later. There, there's been so many things. No, no, there's one that's just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Real talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, I, I can't say enough. I'm fucking obsessed with this show. Yeah. In the way that I... Uh, the way that I feel about... Sorry, Dan. Breaking <laughs> Bad. Yeah. Like, like I, it's fucking... 
permeated my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, show. I've been meaning so, to watch so, it. So I good. keep meaning to get to it. Yeah. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to go watch Damages. Uh, it's by the same cre- uh, oh, creators okay. of oh, yeah, Damages. Yeah. Um, I heard it's, I hear Damages is entertaining. I like keep hearing it's, it's great. Yeah, it's I fairly it's like, yeah. light. I, I love every everything about the cast. They're, I mean, yeah. you know, you got Ted Danson, John Goodman. Yeah. Uh, I know some people that watched close, it and obviously. yeah, they were like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's not going to like blow the, like the doors down or whatever, but it's like yeah. really fun, entertaining kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah Crashy good. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like sure. executed well. But this is not that at all. No. Like th- this is like a fucking real fucking heavy, heavy, but so watchable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh, yeah, I, I was so like, you watched the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Well, because I was the, the last like couple of weeks, I haven't seen too much because I was watching Bloodline. Yeah, <laughs> in all of my spare time. Yeah, because I couldn't stop thinking about it when yeah. I was at work or walking around, just like it was kind of rolling around in my head. I'm like, it's so everything's going so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and, and but like, so slowly, but it's so captivatingly. You but know? they're like, so like it, it's so weird because like it gives you the sense of like you're like. Well, I know everything's going to go bad. Yeah. Everything's going to go so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I have so much hope, too. Like, I'm just like, um, maybe it won't because she loves her son so much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so many things that I want to say right now but that, yeah, that, yeah. that I just can't. But, no, uh, just watch the show. It's uh, it's really something. Guys, please. Yeah. Please watch the show. I haven't watched it yet because I've been watching every movie ever. You <laughs> I, I feel like, like you once seven you found movies. those two YouTube channels. Like, this is the Goodbye, thing. Goodbye, Dan, for about six months. <laughs> this yeah. is the thing. Uh, for the listeners, I found two YouTube channels. Uh, one, I believe, is called Atomic Cyborg, and the other is Video Force 1980. Uh, tweet at us if you want them or post on Facebook if you need the links if you can't find them but they're basically just like YouTube channels that are full of old like there's about like probably 20 to 30 each it's not like an endless back catalog but just Mm. tons of, of choice Choice, choice slabs yeah. of shit just 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 lists of dan gorman movies yeah, yeah. there's some wonderful garbage in there. Um, i like in a few i've seen i'm like oh yeah yeah so oh, yeah. I won't Choice. talk <laughs> I won't talk about Choice. too many. Yeah. The first one I watched was called Action USA from 1989. <laughs> uh this movie was spectacular. <laughs> it's all explosions and stunts and it's about a guy who's getting chased by like some mob guys or something for some reason, but the whole movie is just like <laughs> Uh, like cars flipping off of things and people flying off of bridges into water and shit. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. Just great. Like, I've managed to pick a couple of the, the movies off these that are really good, like, don't have a lot of boring part movies. Because a lot of the movies on these channels are the ones that you look at, think are going to be amazing, yeah. and then you watch and you're like, oh, that was, like, really boring. Yeah, nothing yeah. No <laughs> but I picked a lot of really, like, um, stunt and explosion heavy ones. The one I really, really want to recommend is called Light Blast with Eric Estrada, <laughs> uh, directed by the director <laughs> Eric of... Eric Estrada in Laser Face. Yeah. <laughs> From the director of the original Inglorious Bastards, as well oh. as uh, Great White, a.k.a. The Last Shark that we covered on oh, our, yeah. our Shark Spectacular. That movie special. had a director? <laughs> yeah. Um, Light Blast is basically about Eric Estrada trying to stop a guy who has a laser from terrorizing San Francisco and melting everybody's faces. Yeah, specifically their <laughs> specifically, faces. Specifically, uh, there's like four or five scenes of people with awesome, like uh, Indiana Jones style Ark of the Covenant oh, face melt scenes. Very super good. gory. I do love that. Yeah. And it happens a I love bunch that of wax times. Melty, uh, yeah, amazing. face thing. And it's all kind of got that, like, because Enzo G. Castorelli is like an 
Italian sort of uh, like trying to make these B movies in in Hollywood using kind of bigger stars. They did that a lot. So it has that kind of like, oh, this is trying to be like an American action movie, but it can't help but be like not and have all these crazy melting scenes and every scene (laughs) is just an action scene. And uh, at one point, Eric Estrada has to go up to like a hostage situation. And I think they've requested that he does this, but I, I think, but they're like, what did you read our list of requests? And then they cut to Eric Estrada in a black, like, like speedo carrying a, pl- like a big plate of, <laughs> was uh, that one of their requests? I think so. <laughs> because he, he's carrying up. I like, want to see chips in a speedo. He, well, he's carrying up baked, like a baked rotisserie chicken and fries on a plate. Like as if they were like, send somebody in that's scantily clad with like food. But then it zooms in on the roast chicken. <laughs> we want chickens and dong. Uh, it now. zooms in on the roast chicken. And then like a gun comes out of it and he shoots the guy in the head through yes. the chicken. Yes. A, a little gun? Like a gun. Yeah. Like a little like he had his, it's like he had his hand in the chicken with a gun to push through oh, to okay. shoot him. Oh, like they didn't construct a no. uh, chicken gun. No, oh. but oh. it's amazing. And it that happens is... right away. And the rest of the movie is just awesome shit blowing Wonderful. up, face melting amazingness. Yeah, Light yeah. blast. You got to see it. And then so, I also watched Program to Kill, uh, which is like a um, sort of like a Terminator style. Uh, this woman who works for the CIA gets taken and turned into a robot. And she goes haywire and kills a bunch of people. It's pretty. It's also one that you would think wouldn't have action scenes straight through. But yeah. every time I looked up, something amazing was happening. Uh, and has Robert Ginty, the executioner, in it, oh. which is great. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, what else did I watch? Those were the Ginty. three main crazy ones. I watched The Great Muppet Caper for the first time. For the first, first time. time? Yeah. It was one of, of it's one of the ones that I hadn't seen yet. Oh, that's a great movie. Uh, like in its entirety. I've yeah. seen clips of it on TV and stuff. Yeah. Pretty, were you, deli- pretty were delightful. You just delighted very by Whimsy. Yeah. Very, very good. It is a little over plotted, but super funny straight through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. So much Well, I think it's it. one of those movies that's intentionally overstuffed, but yeah. like super yeah. fun as a Charles result. Charles Drodin, so good. Oh, he yeah. kills it. I yeah. really believe that so he's in good. love with Peggy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like, that, that. if you're ever going to be an actor who gets to be in a Muppet movie, I think you have to go and look at Charles Grodin and Muppet Caper and like, this is how you have to relate to them. Yeah. yeah. Because he fully, like, he's playing it straight up like, I'm in, I'm fucking in love with this pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, I also watched Heavenly Creatures for the first time. Oh, what did you Peter think? Peter Jackson. I really like that movie. I, I like movie? I didn't hear you. Heavenly Creatures. Oh, yeah I, yeah. I liked it just fine when I watched it. I and then a pair of socks. <laughs> and then I found I found uh, it, it sat well. It it aged well over the next couple of days. Because I was kind of like, oh, man, they really mm-hmm. end it right when the thing at the end of the movie happens, like the, the murder. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like left with it right away, and that's it. And it did kind of feel really abrupt, but then the more I thought about how like how these like two friends were just matched in such a perfect way where like both of them are kind of like not somebody that would do this kind of thing, but the way their personalities play off each other, it's almost like, you know, neither of them want to do this, but right. they feel like they have to because of this world that they've created together and, right. and it really like brings you into this weird kind of situation where you're like, well, I don't know why they're doing this. I don't seem it doesn't seem like it escalated too quickly, but neither of them are saying no to it, so they're kind of going along with it yeah. and it sat really well the more I thought about it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Nice. Um I won't go too long. I I wrote a piece on Modern Superior about a TV movie called Paperman from 1971 starring mm. Dean Stockwell. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Uh definitely watch this movie. It's about these kids that get a credit card 
um, these college students get a credit card with somebody else's name on it. So they use an old computer to kind of like make it out like this person is for real, like with a you know credit history and like employment history. And then like some somebody buys a gun with the credit card and and none of them know who did it. It's kind of like is the computer using this name to like murder these kids or is there somebody somewhere who is this person and it's just kind of like a fun tv movie like hmm. just really entertaining and a lot of old crazy computers like they, <laughs> the, the old computers don't even have monitors they're just sitting in front of a dot matrix like printer like with the like computer printing things out. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so when it eventually starts like printing out the word death over and over you're like fuck yeah <laughs> this is cool but i wanted to ask have 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 any of you guys seen the movie night of the juggler it stars uh, um well that sounds really familiar uh, i'm gonna forget the name why why would you do that night of the juggler starring uh james brolin and it also has mandy patinkin in it and it has um, oh, fuck it. He's this guy that's like in every action movie ever. He's always the bad guy. I'll I'll think of his name before I'm done. But basically, it's this 1980 thriller uh, set in New York about James Brolin, whose daughter is kidnapped accidentally because the guy doing the kidnapping thinks she's like this rich person's daughter. And the whole movie is just him like, I got to get my fucking daughter back. And there's this cop that's trying to kill him. And it's just like a fucking go for it through sleazy, sleazy New York City movie. Hmm. Um, and it was fucking intense and f- it was really good. I love sleazy New York. Yeah. Via 1980. Yeah. Fuck and the yeah. thing about it is there's a lot of gross hotels and stuff. Yeah. And, and night of the juggler is very much about him getting into these situations that are kind of like really harsh and presented as just reality. Like there's a lot of kind of late seventies racism going on mm-hmm. in here. And there's a lot of like other stuff that's just presented as like, this is what people are like in New York. And he's almost like apolitical. He's kind of like, I need my daughter. I don't care that like the, one of the reasons you're doing this is because you think immigrants have come in and leveled your, your city block. And now you're trying to get money. Like that's part of the, the bad guys like ploy. Right. And he's just like, I want my daughter back. And he's constantly put into these situations that are sort of like political in nature, like a, a cop trying to get him like a, a crooked cop and like things about racism. But he's just like, no, I need to stay alive and get my daughter. And it like the bad guy is super creepy. I can't believe I'd never heard of it before. It's really good. Cool. And, and it's like a mainstream uh, release, but it's a pretty sleazy kind of harsh mainstream film. It's also known as pursued. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's got how, an awesome poster. Mm-hmm. How much juggling is in this? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mandy Patinkin is fucking pursuit. so good too. May he shows up as like a cabbie and he's like a nut. He puts in a crazy performance. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Hey, fucking Patinks. That yeah. guy's got it going on. Yeah, totally. Very good. Yeah, I wish I could. I'll I'll think of that guy's name. It's fucking. You know, you if you saw his picture, this guy, it might be Richard Castellano. What, oh, who is in it? Yeah. Are you, are you talking about Cliff Gorman? No, but he's. Are you talking about Cliff Gorman? <laughs> Cliff Gorman. <laughs> No, I'm thinking of Dan Hidaya. Oh, Dan Hidaya. Yeah, Yeah, he's He's in it. He's the fucking best. Yeah, he's so good. He plays the cop that has like a shotgun that just constantly is chasing. He plays the cop who's got the hairiest shoulders in the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what he does. He's got a shotgun. He's constantly trying to like shoot James Brolin. They keep getting in these altercations. It's amazing. Dan Hidaya is the best. Yeah, he's watched the early run of the first half of Cheers. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, so good. The fucking best. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Night of the Juggler is really interesting. I would say watch that. And watch uh, Light Blast for sure. Yeah, but I've just been yeah. All mm. all of those movies, with the exception of 
caper and heavenly creatures i watched on youtube so Hmm. they're all out there for free for free for free and a lot of them are so old you can't find them anywhere else right unless you're downloading them illegally yeah which we don't recommend no just stream them on YouTube illegally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Night of the Juggler just seems like one of these like sleazy New York thrillers that people would be talking about because it's it's it just goes, man. He's just his base, it's like one guy running through New York and all the crazy shit that's happening around him. But he's just like, I gotta get my daughter back. It's good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Real good. Yeah. That's it. I, I feel saw, like I talked for an hour. I saw <laughs> a few other things. I'll go quickly. And the last one we can, I think, all talk about, or at least Casey and I can. Yeah. Uh, I took two rewatches and then a new watch. So I rewatched, because uh, it's on Netflix now, I rewatched uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, That's a really entertaining movie. It's so entertaining. Boy, is that an entertaining movie. Yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it again. I, I haven't seen it since I saw it in, th- in theater, and, uh, and you know, I do talk a lot of exhausted shit about uh, the, the, the X-Men franchise. Yeah. But yeah. Th- this is the, the best one. Of all the X Men movies, I'd oh, say. Oh, you think it's you call it? You'd say it's better than First Class? Yeah, only marginally, but yeah, those are huh. the two best ones. Because yeah. like, well, obviously, Last Stand is garbage. One is yeah. like it was good for no yeah. having no expectations, but trying to watch it again is sort of like yeah, oh, I don't thanks. want to go back to that. Yeah, yeah. Even it's too. very effects heavy, and then you wa- you rewatch it, and the effects aren't that great. They aren't very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, yeah, there's some stuff in it that makes me mad as a comic book reader. And then X2 is like, oh, X2 is awesome. But you, when you rewatch it, it's like there's some really good parts in it. But X2 is like a promise of things to come that never came. Yeah. Like it's good because it's like, hey, we're getting close to doing a thing. Right. And then we never do it. Well, this is the, I, So I guess this is the payoff. The closest thing you can get to a payoff from what X2 promised as being like a real comic book X-Men movie. So yeah, pretty good. I mean, they, it's not anything really like the actual comic book story yeah. of Days of Future Past, which is excellent, but what an entertaining movie. I had a great time. Uh, the other thing I rewatched uh, was The Grey, uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Uh, the Grey, which you guys still have not watched. I guess I've moved, <laughs> I've given up on you guys watching Warrior, and I'm going back to, I've, for three years I've been trying to get you guys to watch The Grey. Please I, I watch watched, The Grey. I watched I will. 10 minutes of The Grey, That's, and I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, what? what? Because, <laughs> well, I, I didn't really get that invested. Uh, it, like, I came I came home and I was like, I'm in the mood for, like, a good movie, and Greg's always talking about how The Grey is a great movie, and I started watching it, and I'm like, um, this isn't funny. <laughs> So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, but I didn't, I didn't. No, it's not a comedy. No, no, <laughs> no. But I, I feel but, like I know that. I expect it. I expect oh, everyone I, says I, it's like a real good like drama about like yeah, it's a like, survival yeah. film. It's not a wolf punching movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which they did sell it. That guy. They really as did. a wolf punching movie. Yeah, as a uh, taping little bottles to your hands yeah. and punching some wolves. <laughs> uh, it's just so great. And I, I know I didn't realize, uh, and I, uh, Dan, for you, I know you're a, a fan of Ebert. I am. Uh, Roger, that is. Yeah. Uh, he was. He went nuts for this movie, and I read an interesting thing that he's he saw this and was so taken by it that for the first time ever in his life as a professional film critic, he walked out of the next movie he was re- reviewing after a half an hour into it because he was like, I am not. I'm doing this film a disservice by trying to watch it right now yeah. after having because watched I can't the gray. let go of the gray. Right. Yeah. Uh, he was I, taken. Yeah, he was. <laughs> by a, I tried really hard not to interrupt yeah, you. Sure, sure. <laughs> he put it on his Schindler's list. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, the gray is. I mean, we talk a lot about how Liam Neeson's like makes the same movie and over and yeah, over. Yeah, and that's not to, that. No, it's not. He's not chasing someone and saving. You know, it's it's a really really strong drama. Uh, that it's a and a fantastic performance from him, the best of this like later period of his yeah. his career, which he's always steady. There's, I've never seen one of these movies, you know, where he's running around chasing someone that I yeah. thought he was shit in it or something yeah. like that. Uh, but this is like really, I, I don't know if it's because it, this is just, just shortly after the death of his wife, if he's maybe dumping some of that emotional uh, intensity into this role, or it's just this is uh, good Joe Carnahan. This is the yeah. Carnahan who made Narc. Yeah. You know, it's that yeah. filmmaker. So, it, and the supporting cast is excellent. Um, there's so many great people in it doing great, great work. It's and I was yeah just as kind of uh, you know punched in the face by it um, at the end. I was yeah. just just kind of reeling again. I, and I knew well, everything at least that was somebody coming. Got punched yeah, in it the was face. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Speak, yeah, yeah. I really just I know uh, yeah yeah I know you probably aren't going to watch it either. I you, will watch it eventually. Watch this wanting, fucking movie yeah. someday. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Liam Neeson, super quick, my parents were in town and uh, we watched a movie with my brother and them and they, had ne- they hadn't seen A Walk Among the Tombstones and it mm. was there in the house on, on Blu-ray because my brother had it and he hadn't watched it yet. And so I watched it with them again yeah. and, and kind of with some distance after being kind of mixed about it in theaters, mm-hmm. knowing the kind of movie I was I was getting myself into, I actually liked it a little more oh, the yeah. second time. I, I was able to kind of I felt like it flattened out a little where, like, the stuff with the kid didn't seem so, like, cuckoo, bananas, ridiculous. <laughs> the, this Now that I kind of knew that this was that kind of movie yeah, yeah, where, yeah, like, yeah. a plucky little kid will be around. Yeah. It, it didn't seem so, like, laugh out loud funny. It seemed more like a piece with the world. Yeah. Well, now I, that I was expecting I, that. I just saw it fairly recently. Yeah. yeah like, the, that whole part of it is a little like, oh, I wish this wasn't here. But it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty I good. I like the tone and look of it. Yeah. It's got, it's not great, it's got strong but it, it did, it did the trick. Yeah. 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 yeah it's definitely got it. I don't moment. think I'll ever watch it again now that I've seen it twice, but I was yeah. kind of like, I'm glad I watched it a second time with some distance. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. What else? Um, and then, yeah, I watched the, uh, uh, I watched Going Clear. Okay. Yeah. Scientology. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Oh, you didn't get it? No. Somebody started it without me, Emma. <laughs> Wait, was it Emma? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were like, let's watch it. And she was like, I kind of put it on and watched some of it already. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> I went but home after watch it. last record and watched it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what do you think of that? That's crazy. There's some. And I mean, you know it's crazy. Yeah. But then it's like, nah. It's, it's like, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like scary. Yeah. Like, and what the and thing is. And not like funny scary. No. Like you think Scientology is. Like, oh, it's a funny joke where everyone is an idiot who believes this. <laughs> you just kind of go, oh, this is terrifying. It's, and um, babies might die. And, yeah. And, uh, and what's his name? Uh, Miscavige. Miscavige. Yeah. Uh, Dave Miscavige. Yeah. That guy is a goddamn nutcase. Yeah. Holy shit. And like the whole when they have that guy's got like the, there's some real Nazi esque stuff. Like severely Nazi at, at the Scientology Golden Globes. That's what I wanted to talk about the most. <laughs> these crazy presentations they have. Yeah. And it's like you couldn't have dressed it up. Crazier looking, <laughs> I know, like there's crazy sparks going, like yeah. fireworks and shit. And I, oh it's man, bonkers. it's really fucked up. And there's all these, like the stage is fucking gigantic for one guy. Yeah, and there's all these huge pillars yeah. and weird flags and symbolism and shit like that. 
But then when like, and then they made up an award for Tom Cruise to keep him happy so that he won't like, you know, uh, wake up and, their, and, and yeah. leave or something, yeah. you know. Uh, and he won some kind of like medal, some like valor medal. Yeah. And the <laughs> the video that pops up for it is like 2003 medal winner Tom Cruise. <laughs> what is this monster truck fucking? Yeah. Video? Like that is so good. Like for for a, a religion that Zenu Zenu. Yeah. <laughs> for a religion that's so tapped into the Hollywood machine is like they have fucking no idea how to present yeah. themselves. Yeah. No image consultant. It's there like, is. Like they it's like, well, let's mix well, some. It's like they're trying to mix Nazism with like a monster truck rally. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I know that sounds good on paper, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's executed perfectly. Yeah. Uh, but but that's like that's what I said. Like um, last episode, it's like when when Tom Cruise fired his publicist mm-hmm. and let his sister be his publicist mm-hmm. and went off the rails. That's what everybody's like in Scientology. Mm-hmm. It's like nobody has any idea how the outside world works. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Thing inside is just rotting and fucking festering with craziness. Yeah. yeah. Around like around peak Cruise-tology, I feel like that era of Tom Cruise and Scientology, there was like those movies that they would make like of those presentations and like other things like sizzle reels that lasted two hours that they would like distribute internally mm-hmm. like those were kind of popping up on like private torrent sites and stuff and i remember watching some of one of them being like this is gonna be crazy and like skipping through it and being like oh my god and like it was that kind of stuff like yeah. footage from those cut into like intercut with like interviews with tom cruise talking about scientology to other that's obviously going to be shown to oh, that, like that thing where he's yeah. in the black turtleneck right yeah, yeah. yeah. so there was bonkers I, they do show a good chunk of that too. yeah i remember seeing like uh, yeah like three hour dvds people were kind of circulating yeah, that yeah, were those yeah, yeah. like yeah, internal when that leaked, stuff i was like oh man this yeah. is gonna be hilarious and i watched it like seven years ago or something and i was just like I'm just sad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, like, the whole thing, it just makes me feel like it's very alienating and, like, and it's very, it's, it's very unsettling. Like, like, again, like the way they go about things and they continue to prosper and make billions of dollars and mm-hmm. not pay a cent of tax on it. Yeah. Like, sure, they'll have to pay off you know like uh, uh like lawsuits and stuff like that but they can well do that with their yeah. fucking billions of dollars but but then but again like somebody wants to get out of scientology and they let them get out but then they just like pester them with yeah like mm. with infantile websites that yeah. go this person's a jerk he's a stupid jerk <laughs> dot com yeah. yeah squirrels right that's what they yeah. call them yeah the fuck? yeah they just go to your house and go welcome you're such a jerk Look at the website we did about you. It's not complimentary. <laughs> we don't like you dot org. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. Oh, it's fucking nutcase. It's bonkers. Yeah, it I'm was gonna, really, but it's so interesting it. to see these people who are out and like I wonder what's going to happen to their careers. You know, like Paul Haggis and and yeah. uh, and that actor who, uh, but tons of stuff. Jason like, Jason ba- Beige or Hag. Jason How do you spell it? B e a h g h. H E. Okay. Let's you not spell it all at the same time with all those E's and H's in yeah. there. G H E. He's uh, the, the love interest in uh, G I Jane. Okay. He's a good, he's a good actor. He's yeah. A, you know I like him. And yeah. He's yeah. A very he's very candid fellow. Yeah. And <laughs> he. he enjoys a good F word. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. I feel like they didn't send too many people over to his house when he left. <laughs> yeah, because he's scary. 
<laughs> so like <laughs> totally best just let him go yeah. and i remember when he got out because uh, i remember the youtube video yeah, that yeah, he talks yeah. about because i saw it like it, it came up on on uh, uh one of the kind of gossipy websites or yeah. something and uh, uh and i remember watching it and going like oh this guy is mad yeah <laughs> about about scientology <laughs> i wonder what he's so mad about um and then you know yeah, 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 yeah. see all this yeah just some do you guys think the Quaid video that just got released oh, of yeah. him screaming on set, uh, speaking of mad actors, yeah. Yeah. do you think, because there's a big kind of like the, the dialogue around it as soon as it dropped on the internet was like, is this a Jimmy Kimmel style thing? Is it for a movie? Like, Or is it, could it just be him freaking out on set? What know. do you think? It's, uh, well, at first I thought he it was a recreation of, um, of the, the Christian Bale, Tom. Christian oh, Bale, Bale thing. because yeah. he started he saying things. And... Yeah, like, and I was like, wait, is that? Yeah, it sounds like he's going word for word. But then he went off on how he's got a bunch of pussies looking at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty great. I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. It made me like Close Dennis Quaid blow even me. more. <laughs> hey, blow me! Yeah, I'm a Dennis me. <laughs> I'm a bro. I got some pussies looking at me. <laughs> Ah, blow me. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have well, no idea and, if it's yeah. a thing or not, but... And, and honestly, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that a Quaid could do something fucking yeah. crazy. Well, that was yeah. the other thing everyone was like, listen, man, your brother has Dress this somebody up in a mask covered. and try and bang them for the camera. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh boy, Randy Quaid. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I... Yeah, I, it's interesting Randy that, like... Randy Quaid sex film. Everyone jumps to, like, this is probably for a movie or Jimmy Kimmel or something. I don't know. I think it's perfectly within the realm of if possibility that Dennis Quaid is a fucking nut job. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all right with that. That's fine. <laughs> or maybe he got real pissed off working some shoddy job because you know what? That can be frustrating as shit for people. Yeah. yeah. I don't, it's not like he's in a bunch of A-list movies all the time. He might be doing some fucking crap-ass low-budget thing. Yeah. And he's pissed. And it just finally fucking got to him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's entertaining, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> I hope good. it is real, because I don't give a fuck one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just don't care. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What else? Uh, 50 minutes. 50. Oh, man. Jeez. Well, you did promise an hour, so I let's did. Go. 10 more minutes. 10 more minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That's yeah. all. I, I watched so many movies. That's I'm going to watch a million more, probably, on those uh, YouTube channels. Yeah, I'm excited to dive, dive into those. In. I mean, mostly I've got Daredevil to to keep yeah. you busy this yeah, week. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple more episodes of Bloodline yeah. and then I got to watch Bloodline again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get I'm going to watch Going Clear soon. Emma w- said that she would watch it again from the start. Yeah. Uh and I and I've been dying to to get to that. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty pretty fucking crazy. Totally. Yeah. Um yeah, with you, you you're going to finish Bloodline shortly. Mm-hmm. Daredevil's a Tonight, nice go to after that because it, Bloodline it's a little exhausting too because yeah. it's so the tension and just pop. And so when it's over, it's like, I need something not this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to kind of clear the palate. Yeah. So Daredevil, I find, is, yeah, I have found anyways, a nice little. Uh, well, it's the one I'm going to jump base. right on because everybody's like, <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. nuts and it's, for yeah, it. Yeah, again, but, it's great. It's great. But I just feel like it's going to feel so trite next to next to Bloodline. So hopefully it, it's. You know, they set up the tone of it so perfectly in the first scene of the first episode, which really I was like, yeah, I think this is going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and D'Onofrio as as Kingpin, I just I have oh, to yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, and this Charlie Cox yeah. guy, he's really good, man. Yeah, it, he's it sounds really, really like good. it'll be a good enough jump from the genre too. Like, yeah. it'd be like going from something that's really like well crafted 
television not that this won't be well crafted but like going from something so kind of like seriously like into it like yeah yeah Yeah. to something that maybe is going to be an amazing execution of something a little bit more pulpy light yeah fun yeah yeah like it'll it'll at least be something as well made but in a completely different yeah like it's a big enough Mm -hmm. tone jump that you'll be like yeah i'm down or whatever yeah i can see that Mm -hmm. can you i can Wait, I'm thinking. Will you? I'm looking. I can see that. Oh, all right. <laughs> having it never seen glorious. either of those things, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> In your professional opinion, having not not, not knowing not. what we're talking about. Yeah, that's oh, my God. Yeah. Well, should we get into film roulette then? All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm man. really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Well, before we get to film roulette, if you would like to go to modernsuperior.com and click on donate, there's multiple ways for you to donate. You can go to Tweaked Audio and use our offer code SYNWPC and get 33% off. Uh, free shipping and lifetime warranty on headphones. Or there's a PayPal donate button on there as well. You can do whatever you want with that. Click it or don't. Uh, <laughs> it's really That's, up that to is you. a strong motto. <laughs> click it or don't. Hey, click it or don't. Hey, click it or don't. <laughs> but no matter what, face. you're going to listen to Film Roulette right now. Oh. <laughs> Film related is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good. This week off the strength of an amazing trailer, we went and saw Cut Bank. And by we, I mean Casey and Greg and not I. Uh, <laughs> but the loser has to go see something that looks shitty. This week, I went and saw The Longest Ride, directed by George Tillman Jr. and written by Nicholas Sparks, uh, based on his novel, I should say. And then the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Last week, Greg gave us the debut album from Killing Joke, speaking of earlier in the episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we will roll four movies next week. I will give them a punishment album and more. Uh, Let's get right into it. You guys saw Cut Bank, Mm -hmm. a Matt Shackman film uh, starring Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Liam Hemsworth, Teresa Palmer, John Malkovic, Oliver Platt, uh, Bruce Dern, Sonia Saloma, tons of people in this movie. Yeah, um, Michael Stolbark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Who I just can't get enough of it. <laughs> I think he's fucking great. Yeah. IMDb describes this film, uh, the plot synopsis as such. A young man's life is unraveled after witnessing a murder that he filmed in his rural town of Cutbank. Uh, I noticed this movie because of the posters that look like Straw Dogs and The Sting. Yep. Um, and the trailer, as I said, we all watched last week and we're like, well, we got to figure out with this. We got to see this thing because yeah. the trailer's awesome. What a killer yeah. trailer. Um, what and I've been avoiding trailer. the reviews, so I don't really know what the consensus has been because I've been waiting to hear from you two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go. All right. <laughs> how do you go? Go. Okay. Well, because I really want to hear how the longest ride was, yeah. I'm just going to distill this to its very essence. <laughs> yeah. This movie fucking sucks. How's the longest ride? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I want to hear more. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, this movie definitely sucks. Oh, yeah. no. This go. movie sucks. <laughs> In every way. Yeah. Really? The trailer it's was... I can't... The trailer was... Oh, worst. man, I hated this movie. I really? I hated... Ugh. I viscerally hated wow. this movie. I think maybe I gotta... Oh, man. 
Who told Liam Hemsworth he's not allowed to make expressions with his face? Uh, yeah. He doesn't do any of that. So, yeah. <laughs> the, okay, so the trailer was great. It yeah. made us all well, it's because, very okay, excited. This is like a copy of a copy of a copy. And it's really funny that their movie posters look like other movie posters. Because yeah. yeah. this movie just looks like other movies, but has no substance. Oh, shit. Has no story. At it's all. Got, it's, it's got two really, three really good performances. Okay, Ma- Michael Stolberg is fucking awesome. And Michael Stolberg. Yeah. Malkovich uh, sure, is always Malkovich, great. Malkovich just, is, him and uh, Billy Bob Thornton just get passes because they're doing what they do and they do it well. I see. I did not like Billy Bob Thornton in this movie. I, I uh-huh. thought that he thought, like, I feel like he thought he was in the uh, severely watered down Coen Brothers movie that the writer thought it was. Yeah. Oh my God! And the I, which, thing, I can't tell if it thinks it's Fargo more than it is Blood Simple or the other way around. I, I yeah, like <laughs> it's trying to be both. I feel like it. I feel like um, it's a movie that has seen all the trailers of every Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, and go. not seen uh, uh, <laughs> no. anything more. The thing that I hate the most in this movie, and it is a fucking neck and neck race. <laughs> uh, but the thing I hate the most is the fucking clever, clever dialogue. Oh, gross! The, yeah, the like super stylized. I'm gonna sit here a spell and talk about my hand cannon. Yeah. Oh, suck my balls! Like nobody <laughs> in a small town actually talks like that. Yeah. And you're not. Yeah, hand the, cannon bothered me too. Oh, it really it. <laughs> bothered me. And, and like, it's all this like small town kind of like uh, uh, I, I had a depression era. Like, mm. I don't even know the 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 dialogue is so like smarmy and it's just so clever. Like, yeah, but in the in the just shittiest way. Yeah. Oh, it was only it's only like ninety three minutes, but I was like, "This is the longest movie." I, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is the longest movie. Mm-hmm. Like I was, uh, I didn't even know how long it was. I watched it legally at home, um, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, about ten minutes in, I was like, "How fucking long is this movie? This movie's two hours, isn't it?" And I paused <laughs> it to see how long it was, and I was like, "Oh, thank Christ, hour and a half." But it might as well have been fucking three yeah, hours. Yeah. And it was wow. the way it was, and it you know it's written by a guy who writes a bunch of TV and directed by yeah. a guy who's directed a bunch of TV, and that's what this seems like. Yeah. Oh, it seems yeah. like a really like crummy. Uh, pilot episode for a show that wants to like steal ideas from the Coen Brothers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because the yeah. guy that wrote it worked on Sons of Anarchy and Prime Suspect, and uh-huh. the guy that directed it has done like everything. He's from the, Happy yeah, Ending. Like, he did to... uh, Fargo. Okay. He directed like a couple episodes of Fargo. Yeah, yeah and, and and a lot of like some. It's always Sunny and Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, a ton of that. Just really like a weird. lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where uh, I recognize the name from. Um, uh, I, 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 wow, am, wow, I'm holy shocked shit. at how. <laughs> At how much I hated this yeah, movie. Yeah, I was just not happy with this at all. That's crazy. <laughs> they they put a hell of a trailer. And I was together. so mad while yeah. I was watching it because you can watch this legally at home because it is uh, for on demand on VOD as yeah. well. That's what I said. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just letting people know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please pay seven ninety nine to rent this in HD. Yeah, uh, and then immediately get your money back. Yeah, <laughs> I was so mad when I was watching it because I, I had such limited time this week, and I'm like. I want to be watching Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking terrible 
whole movie? That I had the exact same thing. Like, we were at home. We just watched a couple of episodes of Bloodline. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I got to watch this movie. But at least it, it'll be, like, in that kind of fun, you know, like... Thrillery uh, kind of, th- yeah. Thriller, noir yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at least it'll still keep me in that vein. And then uh, I watched this movie, and now I hate movies. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring up the Metacritic, because I actually... Because I it's haven't... at 44 right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is generous. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing... I love... Uh, Bruce Dern and I hated him in this movie. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I forgot I respect he was in what he was doing. <laughs> I respect what he was trying to do. I guess I don't know. There but, was, uh, but it made me hate people that I really enjoy. Shitty. Yeah, what yeah, a yeah, fucking not, nightmare. Not good. Yeah, Stolberg though. Like what a yeah. Again, like he's proving to be quite the chameleon i'd say yeah you know like I, because i didn't know it was him even in the fucking trailer no not and he's either. somebody i look for yeah uh oh, no, in every movie yeah i'm like stall bargain this yeah uh, <laughs> no i saw the trailer and i'm like did they go get steven root from 25 years that's ago that's what i fucking thought at first i was like uh not toby mcguire oh no it's steven root <laughs> which is a wide berth in between <laughs> um yeah, it turns out it's Stolberg, and he's great, and and it and it just makes it so sad that 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 character, yeah. which could have been so great somewhere else, yeah. is stuck in this shit house movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't recommend it for any reason. Oh, don't whatsoever. even don't even bother watching it. Just listen to our vitriol <laughs> for an hour and a half. Play it over and over yeah. and over. You'll have a better time. Uh, yeah. So there's nothing. So like outside of empty stealing, there's nothing in inside going on in this movie. No, <sighs> not a okay. goddamn so thing. So what? Have you seen anything else with this with Liam Hemsworth, Thor's brother? Mm, uh, Hungry Games. Oh right, he's in that, isn't he? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's in he's in the Hunger Games as much as anybody's in the Hunger Games, and which I, I don't yeah, think or like pieces of wood and yeah, stuff are in. The nobody's Games. really yeah. in those movies. Um, Outside of the central like people, you mean? Uh, well, I just mean that nobody has to act in those okay. movies. No. Hey, they man. just have to look sad and hungry. I disagree. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you're hey, only as strong as your weakest link. So like they're like, hey, everyone, no one act better than Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> 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 Lenny Kravitz was like, oh Yeah, somewhere Lenny Kravitz felt that. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's playing like a hot lick on his guitar. <laughs> He's what? playing that one super that one sweet lick. riff that he that he fucking came up with. <laughs> or maybe Slash came up with that riff. Who came up with the riff for Mama Said? Because that riff is badass. Oh, that's him. That is him. That's a great riff. Slash solos on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's very good, yeah. Yeah. I had that album. It's the only good thing. Yeah. Um, so the best thing to come from Cut Bank is that we remembered that riff. Is that, hey, Lenny Kravitz accidentally wrote a good riff yeah. at one point. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know who that girl is either, but... Uh, um, oh, though, is she the one who looks like Twilight a little bit? Yeah. 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 Twi- Twilight Light? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She, uh, why was she in a beauty pageant? I don't know what, why that was going on no. at any point. What's that? Like, it what? was entirely superfluous. Oh, my God. We need to have a lady in this movie. <laughs> what are ladies make it a, like? <laughs> yeah, better make it a beauty related yeah, what thing. Do, what do ladies do? Well, they go in lady beauty pageants, yeah, of and course. And they become waitresses. <laughs> yep, the end. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fuck this movie. Oh, You're on notice. Garbage. It is the goddamn Fucking worst. Fucking garbage. Well, this is this is hands up. Actually, this movie came out in 2014. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I don't know. Well, that means I, it might have been in a festival made, release, yeah. somewhere, right, which I right. don't like that IMDb does that because yeah. it really gets confusing with some things. Like if it had a screening somewhere one time, then they'll put that as the the, the yeah. date. Yeah. It's like, did Red Brown's Robo War come out in nerdy wants to list things and, and stuff and have things be particular by category? Yeah. Like I am, then yeah. it's really frustrating when you go on IMDb. And yeah. It's a long year. I'm like, you know, it was not <laughs> 1983. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, well, from from the movie that felt like the longest ride yeah. to a film called The Longest Ride that yeah. is also almost two and a half. I, I think I think the IMDb time on this was a little generous. It's just over two hours, like two hours ten, two fifteen, uh-huh. maybe. Yeah. Um, I think this thing said it was like almost two and a half, but yeah. um, is it maybe sit through the credits and there's an extra scene? Yeah, more riding. <laughs> um, yeah. So Samuel L. Jackson yeah. shows up. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the longest ride. <laughs> Sparks phase one. Yeah. <laughs> Sparks phase one over. So this is adapt uh, an adaptation of the Nicholas Sparks novel, as I mentioned, directed by George Tillman Jr. Um, IMDb describes The Longest Ride's plot synopsis as, After an automobile crash, the lives of a young couple intertwine with a much older man as he reflects back on a past love. This film stars Scott Eastwood, Britt Robertson, Alan Alda, Jack <laughs> Huston, Una Chaplin, a lot of uh, a lot of people related to classic Hollywood um, names here. So we have a Chaplin, a mm-hmm. uh, Houston, and an Eastwood. Um, Is it an actual Houston? Yeah. Oh. So. Is Danny Houston an actual Houston? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good Houston. So, Okay. All right. The I'm not going to spoil what I thought about this. I'll try and uh, right away. I'll try and outline the plot of the movie for you. So Somebody as fell best, in love today. as best as like okay, as best as I can because like all Sparks movies, it's pretty convoluted. Yeah. But the gist of it is, Britt Robinson plays Sophia and Scott Eastwood plays Luke. Yeah. Um, Britt is going to college and she's in a uh, a sorority. She lives in a sorority house, but she is studying like art history. It's just the like the cheapest way to live on campus is to be a, in a sorority, and they all drag her to a bull riding competition. Um, where Scott Eastwood is, as Luke, is um, a bull rider who has suffered some kind of accident a couple years ago. We, you see it at the beginning. And bull then, related? Yeah, and you find out more about it later. You see flashes of him having a crazy accident at the beginning. So they kind of have a romance meet-cute thing, but she's going off to somewhere else, to New York, to do like an internship in a couple months. So it's kind of like we can't really get too into the lovey-dovey stuff here because I'm going to be out of here. You're doing your bull thing, even though there's some <laughs> kind of uh, attraction here. Now, at one point, they're driving down the road and they see kind of like a broken uh, side... Uh, uh, bridge kind of thing like a like some looks like somebody's maybe come off the road in their car and they go down and an Alan Alda's in a car and it's like on fire and they pull him out uh, and he's like there's a box in my car and they grab the box that he had in the car some and the car DVDs. the car blows up <laughs> and uh, they take him to the hospital I directed and, a lot of these <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> gotta save them so they take him back to the hospital, and it turns out that the box is full of letters to his now dead wife, and the movie basically um, flashes back and forth between the past relationship of this old man and his wife and the current relationship, and parallels uh, are revealed. Um, so it turns out at the end that 
<laughs> There's a ghost? <laughs> okay. Who cut, cut to the ghost? Here's the thing. For the first <laughs> chunk of this movie, I was like, I'm really disappointed that this movie is so not crazy. Yeah. There's no craziness for me to laugh at. It's just a not great, but not the worst ever romance movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. And around the time that they find Alan Alda, it becomes almost like a delivery service for a slightly above average a slightly more above average stuff because every time they flash back to the, like their past lives, all and all done his wife and and um, the, how they met and then they move into each with each other and he goes to war and he comes back injured and they can't have kids and and they decide that they're gonna like a, try and adopt but they can't and all this stuff is going on. It's like I keep picturing because they flash back to young Alan Alda, but I keep picturing it as just being played by Alan Alda. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's why I was like, they, if they'd done that, I'd go see this movie. <laughs> well, that's that's Jack Houston and Una Chaplin. That's oh, that's okay. the past people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't hate this movie, <laughs> but it's not good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I was very disappointed that it wasn't so crazy and I couldn't find anything to laugh at. It is too long. It. I wasn't pulling my hair out the whole time. So yeah. it wasn't so long that I was like, this fucking movie. Yeah. It, two hours. It's though. over two hours. Yeah. But they do a lot of like sh- like setting up the like current relationship so that by the time you're into the middle of the movie and like they're talking about the old stuff, it's dividing your attention. So you're kind of like the, the time goes, but it's, it doesn't fucking fly by. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but um yeah, and so it does get kind of like super hyper happy ending by the end of it. I'll go through it. So basically, um, Una Chaplin and Jack Houston are young Ira and young Ruth in flashbacks. Um, and so basically, she loves art, and that's where the parallels with the uh, modern character, Sophia, lie. Um, and she wants to have kids, but they can't, so they kind of take this uh, local boy under their wing who has these uh, parents that don't care about him, and they kind of teach him to be like um, more than he would have if he had just been with them because they're like a poor family. And mm. he, they kind of take him under the wing as like, we kind of adopt him, but we can't, and they won't let us adopt him, so it's this struggle. Yeah, they had a the, they, they had that exact same thing in uh, The Best of Us or yeah. The Best of Me or... Yeah, it seems very similar the to that one with the parallel stuff. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's it's like he he just has this randomizer yeah. like with with little um <laughs> ping pong balls with little plot points Yeah, he pulls them. them out. Yeah. <laughs> All the flashback stuff is pretty nice and um eventually we reveal that she passed away and and um trying to remember so the way that these these things combine at the end. It's like all so basically the modern romance is the pull between she needs she wants to go to New York and and have her career and he wants to continue bull riding even though everybody says he shouldn't because he's had one too many head injuries and it's totally stupid and it's totally <laughs> and it's really dumb yeah. um, and it's a shitty cruel thing to now, do now the yeah. director of this movie the guy that made faster this movie looks pretty good yeah he knows how to shoot uh, the bull riding scenes in slow mo and stuff actually look pretty cool. As much as I was like, this animal doesn't want you to do this stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. Why? <laughs> um, it does look good. Um, but yeah, so basically they're like pushing and pulling about whether they're going to be able to get together or not. And he want they want it their own thing, and they don't want to sacrifice their the things that they think their life is about. Blah blah blah. But um, it basically is revealed that the kid that the old couple uh, kind of mentored. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Went off and they said you can be who, anything you want. And he goes off and becomes a teacher much like the his uh, like quote unquote mother. Right. Um, and, and so... Alan Alda eventually passes away as well near the end of the movie um, after the wife of the kid that went to grow up visits him and says, like, you know, you 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 guys took care of the guy that I eventually married and he became a teacher and I thought I had to tell you. And so he feels validated that this kid went off to have a great life and he had something to do with it with his wife. And he passes away, basically, like allows himself to pass away. And then all of the art that they've collected over the years goes into this like um, auction and both the modern lover people have to go. He's. It's like I. I wanted you to go. He sends him a letter before he dies. Blah blah blah. So they go, and the first thing up to to bid is like a painting that the kid that grew up to be a teacher did of the wife, and it's like not a great painting. And there's like Warhols to be. Like How bad it, is it? It's not bad, bad, but it's like <laughs> all the people in the room are like, we want the Warhols. This is just an unknown. Yeah. And um. There's a big like meeting where um, the Scott Eastwood dude rides the like bull that was his like villain bull that made him have like a head injury, <laughs> which is pretty funny. It's like obviously like of, of course if this movie sets up oh I was on a bull and it bucked me and I hit my head and was in a coma that like at the end of the movie he's gonna ride it and win right but look, it's like an where, empty villain. Look what Frank thinks about them. <laughs> <laughs> it's an empty win for that guy because it's his like love interest isn't there blah blah blah. Yeah. So also, there's, the bull doesn't know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> has no idea. Yeah. and doesn't, doesn't care. care. He just knew that there was something shitty on his on back. his back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like the bull's like, "Hey, did you meet Alan Alda?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So eventually, he's like run into the uh, to the auction to meet her because he's like, "It wasn't." I looked into the crowd and you weren't there, and that uh, you know, like, I want my life with you, not on and doing stupid bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, stupid bullshit or stupid bull, bull comma shit. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he goes there, and then he arrives just as the guy's like trying to sell this painting that nobody is interested in because it's not a Warhol or whatever. And he buys it, and then it turns out that like in the clause of the guy's w- will was like this painting was the painting that meant the most to me because it was of my wife. That means you all you get all the paintings. The auction's over, and they you and it's like million dollar paintings. So they that can, is very stupid. Yeah, so they can like retire in like the town and she can have her like little art gallery with the money that she gets from that and yeah. he can continue to be like a rancher hand guy. So cuz she wanted to move to New York to do the art stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. The gist of it is I I liked that this movie didn't play on the kind of stuff that Sparks usually plays with which is like everybody dies and somebody has cancer and like it's the most it's it's quote unquote mature for this yeah. like everything is played yeah. very just kind of like this is a cute movie it 
plays with like toxic like relationship uh like tropes like all the stuff like they're soulmates and there's no one else for them and like you know he's got to be the manly guy and she doesn't want it and like it, it very much adheres to all the shitty stuff about romantic comedies but it feels like this movie just wants people to show up and like smile it, it like it didn't feel manipulative in the way that like it's someone's gonna die and that's gonna be like it didn't yeah. bring the house down with like tears right it was just kind of like i feel like a lot of people will go see this and be like i saw a cute movie today oh. and, and and that's all that it wants to be and it's slightly better than these movies Dear have. diary <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's it you know i was a little disappointed for a while that there was no like insane insane stuff yeah. even though the, the the plot is ridiculous well, that's what you want you want yeah. to be exhausted by the end yeah but i was kind of like charm like it kind of worked over on me by the end of it like like it started like i don't care about these two characters but the 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 other plot kind of i was like that was a nice movie that isn't made for me and that's fine yeah 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 slightly better than i expected and didn't feel like a million years yeah how is scott eastwood I've never seen him anything that I'm aware um, of anyway. He looks like his dad. He looks like his dad and so much it's weird. He's yeah. not great. Uh-huh. There was a couple scenes where he made some like there was a scene where he like reads a letter and he and he like is trying to do like a reaction and he didn't and his face was like her like he did like a weird <laughs> a weird reaction take and I was like, No. <laughs> Why <laughs> are you reacting? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's fine. She's fine, about as good as anyone in these kind of movies could be. Yeah. 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 So was the ghost of the wife in the painting? I don't understand. <laughs> no, Casey, there was no ghosts. Ah, uh, uh, you lost me again. And nobody was like fighting in a house on fire like nah. at the end of Safe Haven and fucking no, it was just like like it I kind of almost felt like oh, I feel like this movie is for the like slightly older Sparks crowd because it's not <laughs> it's not like played at this insane level of kind of like yeah. It's just uh, just like oh a movie about some people and they like each other and no oh, here's a here's a flashback to some other people that had some love once and uh, at the end of it it's just all about love anyway well I'm gonna ease you off into the world now <laughs> like yeah. it's the it's the Carlsberg yeah right? yeah. Sparks movies. <laughs> yeah there's no like if this is not a good movie but for what it's doing and the crowd that it's gonna eventually please like I didn't think this was as ridiculous as the others. As like hyper happy ending, they get the fucking paintings, and they can ha- she can have this like insane modern art gallery in like a like a farm town. Like it's gonna oh, not they're gonna, going to like, love it. But yeah, like, yeah, that's not gonna last. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, man, I didn't hate that. All right, all yeah. right, good enough. So there's that. There is that. I can't recommend it to anyone because I feel like you probably won't want to watch it if, <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> but yeah. Not. I would say it. I'm not going to watch do, it. I do always like when the uh, when the losing movie is better than the than yeah. the winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. I am actually inter- I I I think it's crazy that this movie is getting like as bad of reviews as his movies usually get because yeah. it doesn't seem as bad as like a safe haven. No. Like I I feel like. <clears throat> People will probably be disappointed with this because they'll go into it being like, it's the crazy bad movies of this guy. And they'll be like, well, that was boring. Yeah. 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 That wasn't that wasn't the, the normal brand of bad. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, all right. There's that. There so, is that. There it is. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are So we got to talk about an album. Yeah. yeah. Right. Greg, what did you give us? I gave you the uh, 1980 debut album by uh british band post-punk band killing joke i had a hard hard time deciding which killing joke album to give you guys because they've had a very long career that has 
more landmark moments than like uh, your average band like cuz there's a whole bunch of different phases to their career and it's all really interesting and uh I'd say 75% of their uh discography is fucking great. Yeah. I'm a big big fan of this band. I really love them. And I guess it's really it's good that we started with their 1981 because you can't I'm, yeah. fully appreciate everything this band does for uh you know the next 35 years without how they started and considering almost everything on this album is written by the lead guy jazz coleman he plays guitar he does the synthesizer he's the voice he's the lyrics he's 20 years old when he made this album which is pretty impressive and uh everything that it would influence because this is a very uh, influential album that also i think i mentioned when i when we picked it like i just i don't get what all the reference points are for how this happens in 1980. So yeah, I can see that. Big fan of it. I don't know. And it was hard to pick as well because I feel like the f- er, the first half of the Killing Joke career is going to appeal more to you, Dan. Yeah. And the second half after they got back together is going to appeal more to Casey. Okay. Oh. And we have all listened to their 2012 album yeah. Uh, yeah. for the show a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. So we're kind of circling back here. Yeah. So this is the first <sighs> album. And uh, yeah, I, I like almost all the songs. There's a couple I don't really care Which don't for. you like? Uh, I'm not big on Bloodsport. Okay. Because, well, I, I am in the way that I'm like, well, because this is pre-Huey Lewis, so maybe, <laughs> or what if Huey Lewis was a post-punk <laughs> band? Yeah. There's, there's some weird, synth- it's just an instrumental song that I just don't really yeah. care for. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, so am I. And I, I, just listen, I, I was listening to Killing Joke leading up to this anyway, so I was like, well, I'll just continue on my path here. Yeah. I really, really love this band. Although this, uh, maybe only my like fifth or sixth favorite from them. I, you know, it's still, but it's great. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, I, I call it a four star album. No problem. So thirty six is the other song I don't really care for. Okay. Just oh, anywhere. see, that that I liked, but only uh, on the, like I could see how you wouldn't like it because it's kind of rambling and kind yeah. of there's not a lot. It of doesn't points. suck. Like I don't, I don't really skip it. But w- w- what I f- find really interesting about that song is the beat is mm-hmm. that that. Uh, the, the, there's just like a little bit of space, yeah, in in in, in the beat that uh, that that makes it sound a little off, yeah. And I'm a fan of when that happens, yeah, yeah. Very and I don't know if that's just a mistake. Rhythms. Sometimes that's just a, a sequencing mistake, or uh, yeah. Um, in this case, those drums actually feel kind of live, so uh, it seems like kind of a stylistic choice, but. Mm-hmm pretty cool yeah yeah um, so what did you guys think of this album <laughs> how did you feel i feel like uh i feel like that um signaling out something like i i felt like that was like i liked that but i felt like there was a butt in your voice oh <laughs> <laughs> like a, uh, like that you were leading to a like but other stuff on the album because um, i i liked this album a lot um i i gave it a couple really really good listens i feel like there's going to be more listens to this mm-hmm. for me and I felt like I agree with Greg in the like I like I see how this happened from the at the time period, but it is kind of like oh, but they're bringing all these things that like didn't exist yet. Yeah, but somewhat did exist. Like there's all this stuff because it's got that angular guitar thing and like uh, like Gang of Fours in the late seventies. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's yeah. all this, and then like the synth is like new wave is you know just really getting going in terms of what new wave would become in the eighties. So there is a lot of. I can see where it was being pulled from, but like it's interesting to think of that they were pulling from these places and putting it together. And you're yeah. like, whoa, what did you think this was going to be like? Because yeah. it is kind of pulling from different things that now make sense to be together. Yeah, but at the sure. time, yeah. you're kind of like, I don't know if, if, if back then anyone was being like, yeah, let's be like really dark and like 
angular and scary post-punk stuff, but then also like have these kind of arty, floaty synths at times. And yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. You know, I um I did listen to this. I spent a bit of time with it when we listened to the 2012 album. Yeah, just I, by, I, by way of comparison, I had rem- I remembered some stuff. I didn't give this really good one after that, but I remember skipping to it a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and I really liked it then. Then I was surprised at how much I liked it because in the past I've listened to Killing Joke and not been and just been like, eh, not not really my yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. Upon listening to it again, I I was super into. Like I was like, oh, this is exciting. I, I get to revisit this album that I really dug and. I'll get deeper and deeper into it. And uh, I found the opposite happening, actually. I found myself going, um, uh, oh, I starting to find the holes. Kind of like going like, uh, okay, well, th- these are things that I find a little pedestrian. And, and thinking, would this, if this album was made today, it would have to be made with the exact same production like there, there's no, there's no way these songs could exist as good songs without the production. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like um, they, they've got that sort of like art house kind of, like you say, like the, there's they, they don't sound like Gang of Four. Like they don't have that sort of sparsity no. of a Gang of Four album, but there is that sort of bleak desperation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that bleak desperation is so good for music like yeah. it, it makes such great music uh at points i found myself reminded of um like perubu and stuff like yeah, that sure where, where where it's that junky kind of uh production the kind that, of like no wave aesthetic yeah, yeah yeah that i really that i really go in for but the songwriting itself i found really i started to find very pedestrian and See, um i feel like the songwriting for me is where i think the like influence on it what people would call quote unquote industrial comes from yeah sure. i think oh absolutely i think the one thing about this album is if you were to make it today and strip it of all of its organic nature like if you just had like super programmed simple little like drum machine beats and like tons and tons of synths doing all the things that the guitars and the synths here are doing yeah i i think it would sound more uh, a piece of like an industrial, like a driving, throbbing industrial thing, which is not my thing. Yeah. But that it's being done here in a way that like is filtered through the kind of like XTC gang of four, yeah. like guitar aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And then when those washes of synths come in, cause I don't really like the like gloomy, dark desperation and it. And, and I've talked to Greg about that a lot. Like mm-hmm. when you showed me that for uh, primary colors by the horrors, mm-hmm. I was like, this is exactly the kind of music that I really usually hate, but yeah. they were doing it so perfectly that I loved it. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like this is something that would go on to inspire music. I don't like, but I listen to this <laughs> and I'm not like, I don't like this. I'm like, no, this is amazing. Why didn't the people that I don't like do it like this? Yeah. I like it is a kind of gloomy record. And like they do, there is a lot of that with them because he's a very political fellow yeah. and he's really angry about some shit and he's a totally paranoid guy too. Yeah. But there, there is. I find like this levity in songs. Like I can listen to Requiem forever. I love. Oh, that and what a good like opener, song. right? It's Just so a good. fucking groove, but a, man. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and, there's and the an awesome guitar, and the it. guitar is so much fun, yeah. and there's not too much going on. Like th- there are elements of this album that I really like. Uh, sorry, like continue your point. Yeah, no, and uh, I, I just I don't want to shit all over it yeah, because yeah. I did like it the way I liked it when I first listened to it. I just liked it less. Yeah, okay. Um, and I as when I first got into this album, I liked it a lot, and it has gone down as I got more into their discography. It's it's dropped for me, which right. is another reason I hesitated with this one because 
But it is, it's important to know where they started with songs like, because I do find the album a little spotty, but the good stuff knocks me the fuck out. Yeah. Like, I love Requiem like fucking crazy. Yeah. The weight is amazing. Uh, uh, I really yeah. like War Dance. Yeah. The weight's awesome. That's just so fucking James Hetfield is coming, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Metallica covered that song, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like when the songs drop, like when the spottiness comes to the surface, I feel like that's where I differ from Casey because then. I am okay with on songs like uh, So Thirty Six, like or or Bloodsport. Like So Thirty Six is is like you said, rambly, right? Mm-hmm. Like and long, and and I am kind of like down for the ride with the aesthetic. Yeah. Like for me, those songs when the holes kind of show, and you're like, all right, this is just gonna kind of like pulse along for six minutes. Yeah. I am kind of like, but I dig it. It's groovy. Like I, I <laughs> think yeah. I think my liking of that song is due almost directly to to you forcing your um ambient stuff. Uh, soundscapey <laughs> shit that before this uh this podcast i just hated to no yeah. end and have and have found uh, a very new and and very real appreciation for except for chemical brothers come on guys that was lame uh, <laughs> i'm kidding uh but uh, uh so here yeah i kind of found it like it was like a more sparse but industrial aesthetic that yeah. I, that i uh, kind of yeah, I think uh, there's patches of this album that could... I just kind of turned my brain off and was like, <laughs> oh, I'll just enjoy the noise for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's patches of this album where that happens, and because it's almost like electronic music arranged as a band, I'm like, okay, I, I click my brain into that setting, and I'm yeah. like, just going to groove yeah, on they, this. Yeah, they <laughs> set in a, in a lot of songs that set, settle into a groove and yeah. just hang out there, Yeah, um, which they do less and less very quickly with in their career and their songwriting. Like yeah, because I don't know how much I love it when that happens. Really quickly. Their second album called What's This For? Uh, I think you would like a great deal, Dan Gorman. Okay. Uh, and you should check out. Uh, it's an absolute classic as yeah. well. <clears throat> third album, a little bit of problems. They did an album then in 85 called Nighttime, which accidentally blew them up because yeah. it had two... Very notable songs on it. I almost went with this album because it's such a good talking point, but I felt like Gorman would like it, and Casey, you probably wouldn't as much. Right. It's super duper of its era. Yeah, Nighttime. Uh, It has Love Like Blood on it, which is a fucking fantastic song. Yeah, I know that that song. cracked through. That was a crossover hit that no one saw coming. Um, The album's also notable for having the song 80s on it, which uh, is where Nirvana stole the riff for Come As You Are. Right. Uh... And uh, I don't know if it was John Hughes himself or somebody in his very specific production team that was really into this band. You look in like people's bedrooms and John Hughes movies, there's yeah. killing joke posters. <laughs> 80, the song 80s plays during the big party scene in Weird Science. Um, I think, Gorman, you'd like the nighttime album because okay. it sounds like, it, all of it sounds like it could be a soundtrack song to movies you really Sweet. like. <laughs> Uh, and it's well written. It's but it's but it's it's very of its time. But okay. I really really love it. Yeah, I think I might like it better than the first album. I don't know. I think uh, like then, I mm, sorry, go, go for ahead. it. No, I, it, it fucked their career up. They, they yeah. became a really boring synth band for like two albums. Okay, it's oh, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> the album sucks so bad. Uh, and then they uh, you know they kind of creeped back into what they were and put out a pretty decent but mostly just for fans album in the mid '90s. And then they broke up. 
Then they got back together with Dave Grohl doing drums on another self-titled yeah. album because it was restart, and it was definitely a shift. You could tell it was them, but it was a shift, and it was less post-punk and more like proto-metal. Now. Yeah, I could. Yeah, because the one that we listened to from 2012 yeah, was some big metal. Yeah. Like they yeah. never let that go. That was that set them off to I think probably the best creative run of their career because uh, Hosanna's from the basements of hell is fucking phenomenal and then probably the most cohesive album they ever made absolute descent in 2010 and then i went nuts for the 2012 album i thought it was a great for a band that was like not entirely certain that the world wasn't about to end wrote an album like it was going to so it's a pretty cool amalgamation of everything that they kind of ventured into in their career um but it's a fascinating walkthrough uh but i feel like the first half is more your bag gorman and after The Grohl reunion album is your area. I think you should check out Hosanna's from the Basements of Hell. It's a really, really interesting album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I right. think I, I'm going to... What I was going to say before was just I didn't want to interrupt your flow through the discography because yeah. I, I, I think after listening to this, I I do want more time with this one. I think I yeah. I think I have a few more spins top to bottom yeah, of this in me. Cool because fucking I, record. It yeah. doesn't sound like a lot of things. I don't want to jump yet like to one of the other ones because I, I did give this like a bunch of listens, but I do feel like even though I listened to this like a lot since the last episode, mm-hmm. it didn't yet give it its due yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I, I don't want to sound like a total butthole here, but uh, I'd like but, to li- <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> farts um, uh, I'd like to listen to this album on vinyl I feel like that would yeah. do this album uh, a good yeah. service I have it on vinyl definitely how I listen to it all week because no. I feel like there's it, something it about does, it's uh, there's a thing yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like it would lend a, a quality yeah. like the, the locked the grooves that everything. they get yeah. into yeah. I feel like have a weird kind of thing that would probably play well on, yeah. on yeah. vinyl mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely going to listen to more of this and move on, yeah, to your, your suggestions. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Go right to the second album. Okay. For you. Sweet. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I suggest listeners that don't know Killing Joke, check this out. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I think this was like, I liked this as a starting point because mm. I feel like there's a lot, they're, they're coming to this album with a lot of things that are going on in music and yeah. like I said, taking different things you might not have thought at the time but now seem obvious. Yeah, yeah. And then you can also hear like, Oh, if they were doing this with the stuff that existed at the time, I feel like when they move on to more albums, there's going to be like more of a future. Like, yeah, yeah, I can I can see where they're going to go with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. Right on. Good stuff. Well, good stuff. We can't stuff. forget a punishment album no. uh. from Dad Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> Gets to pick the punishment album. <laughs> You've started to say your own name like a brand, which I've been really <laughs> this enjoying. This punishment lately. album is the Dan Gorman punishment seal of approval. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did. I did uh, have a fair time at the at the films watching this romantic comedy. So I'm gonna give <laughs> at you the guys pictures. Yeah. I, I could give you guys something nice. I don't think you are. I've had a lot of discussions. <laughs> You're too giddy. <laughs> I've had a lot of discussions with our for good friend Taylor Wyatt about uh, stuff. I've got a big bankroll from that conversation. We were talking about stuff that uh, Taylor said in his words made him physically sweat at how embarrassed he was that he listened to it. Oh, boy. (laughs) But I decided, you know, it could be really easy to give you some of the really embarrassing pop punk stuff that Taylor and I were talking about. The three chord stuff that I know is going to fucking grate on you in the way that it's just it would be too easy and not interesting to do that. Uh Uh-huh. 
And so it's happened before. Haha. <laughs> they don't happen again. Yeah. But today I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys something that is I I think gonna be weird and interesting to see your reaction to. I'm giving you guys an album from uh, the early 2000s. Um, this is a melting pot of. I think things that you hate and things I think there's elements of things you like in here and I think it might make you mad that they're using it. It's I don't it's hard to describe this album. It is sort of uh a place in the 2000s emo era stuff. It's kind of indie rock. Uh it's kind of punk. It's kind of emo. It's a lot of things. It's also very theatrical. Uh, which is one of the reasons why I like to oh, give this because Casey, like I feel like romance or something. No, it's this not my chemical romance. Fucking terrible. So this album is uh, called "Is a Real Boy," and it is by oh, the I band. Fucking hate it. It's by the band Say Anything. Oh, um, what kind of a name is that? The guy that wrote this album um, wanted it to be a rock opera. Um, so it's kind of theatrical in not in a way like my chemical romance was theatrical, but in a way like a guy that just went to college and discovered a thesaurus would be theatrical. Oh God. Um, so it's like hyper wordy in the way that you're like, fuck off, man. I, I, I don't like calling things guilty pleasures because I think like whatever the fuck you like. Uh, yeah. But I, I am I assuming f- they're named after the Cameron Crowe movie. Yes. This is so I, I would. <laughs> this idiot. is one of the only That's albums right. I would call a guilty pleasure because I do feel guilty about enjoying this, but I also hate it. I like and hate this album. I hated it when it came out. I think musically and melodically, there's a lot of catchy things going on that I like. But then I listen to the lyrics sometime and I'm like, you fucking idiot. But yeah, he had like a mental breakdown making this because he wanted it to be a rock opera and then it didn't. So then they were going to make it like a mockumentary about making the album. And then he thought that they were doing that without him knowing. And he thought people were following around with cameras and he had like a legitimate like sent to the hospital like like break because he put so much pressure on himself about this. He said he wanted to top uh, Andy Warhol and Jesus by making this album. Um, and uh, it is just oh, it, Jesus did make some pretty sweet rock, sweet rock and roll albums. <laughs> so you know. yeah, yeah, his later period stuff is really, really yeah. great. A little wordy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know what I love? I love it when. Oh no, I don't love this. That's weird to say, but it's like it just seems like such a waste when when somebody who's such a middling talent has like an artistic breakdown. <laughs> ah, I, I'm trembling under the weight of my mediocrity yeah so i yeah i'm saying it now i like i listen to this album every once in a while and i like it there's stuff on it that i absolutely hate and i think it's gonna make for an interesting thing because it it isn't just like three chord stuff they're trying to do uh more interesting things on here and some of it really works for me and a lot of it lyrically doesn't but uh I, I I don't hate it, and I think it, I think it will rub you guys in all of the wrong ways. <laughs> and I'm excited I to can't hear your wait reaction. To see how this thing rubs me. Yeah. So there you go. Great. Is a real boy by Ugh. say anything. Mm-hmm. And now we will roll. Yep. Let's do it. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, this week uh, we're doing winner's choice because there is multiple things out there. I don't. While we're young, the new No Bomb Back movies out there. I don't know if it's going to be 
continuing in theaters though into next week so it might be something that we could see if any of us want to run out to the theaters and see it in the next couple of days yeah um, i'm really curious about that one yeah mm-hmm. it had rocks I, in it uh yeah i think it looks Looking it like looks an really adult good. and everything mm-hmm. there was something else uh um that was coming out uh there's a horror movie called unfriended that i want to see even though it looks pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah i don't know um, what to think about that it takes place entirely like time code but with like webcams oh, <laughs> so God. just four screens and there's no cuts to anything else um right, well now i hate it <laughs> <laughs> so there's on there's and there's other stuff out there to yeah, see yeah, yeah. you guys could go see the longest ride yeah and then cry and listen to say anything <laughs> 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 but yeah so there's lots to see there but there's only one loser this week oh my there God. is there there's is one clear loser the, this well i'll say this year <laughs> there is one oh the trailers for this thing um paul blart 2 mall yeah. cop 2 mall cop i didn't see paul blart 1 mall nor did i <laughs> nor did i <laughs> who knows i maybe i'm talking maybe it's great maybe i would love it no no i, I think don't. i saw some of it back when i still had cable <laughs> it's not did good. we have to do but. the one where he was a zookeeper called zookeeper no i okay. i didn't see it okay did, no did i didn't see it we did that we didn't one. do it yeah no no he huh. makes shitty movies. Oh, you had to do Here Comes the Boom, didn't you? I did. Oh, that. yeah. That yeah, his, like, integrity is. piece. Yeah, his, like, I'm going to teach some kids basketball. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah, that movie sucked. <laughs> so, this is bad. Like, it, it's rare that a winner's choice has this much riding on it, and I feel like this week the loser makes it, like, I'm worried. I do not want to <laughs> go fucking pay for this All stupid right. movie. Yeah, no, no. Casey's rolling for whatever he wants to see versus something he doesn't. Blarty. He has rolled a zero. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> no! I've rolled a four. Uh-huh. Give me that. Greg's rolling. God damn it. And that's, that's a seven. A seven. Casey, yeah. the, our go-to grown-ups uh, <laughs> comedy-style <No. laughs> guy gets yeah. another one. This is your thing. <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Say anything. Enjoy. Uh, oh, oh. This. Boy. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, did I say that the Say Anything album was a full hour? <laughs> oh, it Great. might as well be. I'm going to go see Fast 7. <laughs> yeah. Furious 7. Yeah, uh, totally. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. Well, man. what Fine. we're going to do now is get into Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, yeah. Relay with Casey. Here we go. Can I just say before we do that? No. <laughs> look, I don't have that much more time before, like, it gets really hard for me to go out and see movies in yeah. the theater. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like... So enjoy it, that it's not hard for you to see this one. <laughs> that's the thing, is that, like, like it's going to be challenging for me to see movies once the baby's born and everything. Uh, this is one of those times where I'm just like free and easy. I can go and see a movie, and it's blart. Part two. <laughs> Sorry, Blart 2. Yeah. Blart Maybe two. you should watch the first one so you won't yeah, be confused. Prep. Get prep. Yeah, prep yeah, up. Yeah, it's really the only way. <laughs> God damn it. I think uh, he rides a Segway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, you don't even know that he's not very... Uh, well, he is very good at it, but sometimes he falls off it. Oh, yeah. no. Well, what would you expect from a fat guy? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well... Let's get into... Fat guys aren't good at anything. No. <laughs> Except warming your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope that the Beverly Hills 90210 yeah, Relay has some heartwarming things. Yeah. So let's get into it right now. Do it. 
90210 Yeah Relay is our weekly segment where the three of us watch Beverly Hills 90210 this time, season three for this season, uh, in order, maybe, uh, one, <laughs> by, one by one, and yeah. we relay the information back to the other two people who didn't watch mm-hmm. an episode, and we have all never seen this before. No. We're, all, we're all grown men. We're all, yes. we're all grown-ups, too. <laughs> we're all, we're all grown-ups, yeah. too. <laughs> Learning... Learning Along about some yeah. petulant teenagers from 1990. Yeah, and yeah. if there is a moral to the episode at hand, we will give it a pass, not pass, uh, yeah. if they do that. Sometimes they don't. Right. Yeah. But sometimes they don't. No. Casey, mm-hmm. what what are you looking at here? Episode right. well, two, I assume? At, well, that's what I <laughs> that's what I assume. Right. Uh I watched this movie be, or this uh uh nine oh two one oh. Um on YouTube, because conveniently, a lot of these episodes yeah, are on. I watched mine on YouTube. On YouTube. Um, so <laughs> I watched the one that was labeled uh, Season 3, Episode 2. Too little, too late. Mm-hmm. And these are these not uploaded by Paul like CBS? Paul like Blart official? 2, little too late. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I yeah. thought so. But too yeah. little, too late. Slash Paris 75001 is actually Episode 3. Episode 3. So oh, I no. watched Episode 3. Yeah. Um, fun. I just got us through this shit quicker. Fucking, you guys should be thanking me. Well, now um, Greg has to watch two, and then me I gotta four. Go, you have to and go watch back the twins, and... the trustee, and the very big trip. It'll, yeah, <laughs> it'll feel like a, it'll feel like a prequel. It'll be yeah. great. Um, although I feel like this is going to be pretty spoiler heavy. Uh, also, really boring. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Uh-huh. All right, so we start out, and some kids are burying Brandon in the sand on the beach. Oh, is he dead? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I thought. He was murdered by some children. <laughs> We're wonderful. Yeah, and they're burying the corpse on the beach. <laughs> Brandon finally freaked out on the finally. wrong people. Uh, yeah, he freaked out on some children, and they fucking killed him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've seen the strangers. The They'll do anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wonderful. They, they spun a gun around and shot him in the stomach. <laughs> uh <laughs> because that's the style in 90210. Mm. Um, okay, so some kids are burying Brandon in the sand, and he's all having fun and playing with them. And then there's this blonde kid uh, sitting with his mom, and he's all sad about because he wants to be playing with those kids. But Brandon and, hates him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brandon's <laughs> like, you, sit over there and watch us have fun. This kid's like, I want to bury that asshole in the sand. <laughs> Looks satisfying. Uh, but then the kid starts uh, signing to his mom, and you realize that, uh, oh. that the, the kid is deaf. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> so then um, <laughs> it's going to be my transition Does Brandon sound. see this, or does we, the audience, see this? Well, no, yeah, Brandon's aware that kids are burying him. Oh, no, did he the, see the... the <laughs> yeah. No, 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 just just we <laughs> no, as the no, audience. He's like, what's happening? <laughs> Why is there sand on me? <laughs> Those people are smaller than usual. <laughs> uh, they're children. Uh, okay, so then uh, then we cut to uh, Andrea. Yeah, and Andrea is being all close and very flirting with a uh, flirty with a guy. Uh, and Brandon looks over and he's like, mm. he looks a little jealous. I'm like, Brandon, are you jealous? You know who he's jealous of? Peter Krause. Yeah, that's what hey. Athena told me that. Yeah, I guess Gorman. Uh, have you not seen Six Feet Under? Uh no, not not yeah, much. Not no. so. a bummer. You guys don't know how to watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm too yeah. busy watching Eric Estrada battling a guy trying to melt faces. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he's got important things to do. Right? <laughs> so this is like because so he's got a, a few episode run here, Peter Krause. Yeah, yeah, on, he's uh, probably in your episode too. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, Brandon's all like the fucks with uh, Peter Krause. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he didn't say that, but it's implied, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, then we go, and Dylan is visiting his dad in jail, and uh, Dylan's dad is the dad from Hogan Family. That's right. He uh, also uh, was on Days of Our Lives. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, he uh, so dad's like, listen, I'm up for parole. Uh, <laughs> two things: I was on Hogan Family, <laughs> and two, I'm up for parole. You need to write me a letter. Uh, of recommendation because <laughs> they need <laughs> I guess they need a letter of recommendation from a scumbag yeah. um, uh, that we says, need a sir to uh, let you out we need a, re- a letter of recommendation do you know any teenagers <laughs> <laughs> uh, my son's a teenager uh, is he uh, no he's 48 <laughs> um, yeah so but Dylan's like I don't want to write a letter for you dad I don't care for you. <laughs> um, and the dad's like, come on. So then we cut <laughs> come on. to, and this is big a big spoiler, guys. It's not really a spoiler because we knew they were going to Paris, uh-huh. but Brenda and Donna are in Paris. Okay. Guys, uh-huh. they're in Paris. Because I'm trying to piece together what, what what my episode left things at and what maybe you are now. Well, yeah. there, like, there was talk we of someone going to Paris, right? Yeah. But I think there was talk of Kelly going to Paris. Well, Donna, and Donna. wanted to go, but she didn't because of her parents breaking up, and then she decided she would. Yeah. Yeah. So Donna was definitely going, and I don't think Brenda was supposed to go because there's a couple things said in this episode. No, I don't think the, there was plans for her to go. No, but guess what, guys? She went. Uh... Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. Drama. Mm. <laughs> so they're in a cab in Paris, and Donna is fucking bitching and complaining about how on the, the plane ride, everyone was smoking, and she just can't stand the smell of cigarettes, Ugh. and everyone was smoking on the plane. And I God. was like, "How was that happening in the 90s? Were people smoking on planes uh, in the yeah, 90s? Yeah, yeah. I remember this, the, the little ashtray in the it's army. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, though. They were in only in the first few seats. Uh, oh, <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah. It won't, you, you, know, you wouldn't even know. The no. air won't yeah. come back to you. Mm. No, no. That's not how air works. <laughs> yeah. uh, they have a remember, curtain. Remember <laughs> Donna didn't talk. That was great. Yeah, those were better times. Yeah. Um, so she's bitching and complaining about the, all the smoke and everything. And then the cabbie pulls the smoke out of his hair, apparently, <laughs> and lights it up. And she starts bitching and complaining even more. I'm with you, Donna. This all sounds gross. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's super gross. Well, and I think there's like vague racism against uh, um, what do you call them? French people. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you're going to say cab drivers. Uh, uh, <laughs> six to one. Yeah. I'm, I'm implying that <laughs> cab drivers are French, I guess. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure how racism works. Uh, <laughs> so she's all bitching and complaining and uh, and then Brenda translates because she knows un peu of French and the cab driver's like, get the fuck out of my cab. In French. In French. Yeah. In Look French. at sign. Right. Uh, allez-vous. Out of my cab. Yeah. Uh, so they kick him. The, so he kicks them out. So they have to walk to their uh, hotel, which they do. Um, Man, But Brenda episode. says something. When they get to the hotel, Brenda's, she's like, fucking Donna's still bitching and complaining. And Brenda's like, I don't know what you're complaining about. I just had to drag your luggage like a mile down the road to get to the hotel. 
I'm like, since when does Donna call the fucking shots? Donna's the mule here. You pack your uh, luggage on her. Um, Keep being you, Donna. Uh, <laughs> you do you, Donna. You do you. And she did. Um, so then they're shown to the room, which is not very nice. And Donna, again, bitches and complains. I'm with you. Gross rooms. I don't like them. Yeah. Can I get a what? What? Um... So then they meet three other girls who are like, because they're on some sort of like exchange type of deal, right? Okay. Um, like an immersion type of deal. So then they meet these other girls, one of whom is a cartoon Southern girl. Because she's doing a Southern oh, Texas accent. What? In Paris? Yeah. It's, yeah. It sounds it's like so, a culture clash to me. And she's like, Jim, a pale blitter <laughs> like, well, That's a and, weird name. Uh, yeah. I think it's Southern. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, she's very Southern. Anyway, um, so one of the girls is very nice. Uh, and she's like, oh, don't worry. We'll show you around. We've been here for a couple of days. Anyway, does anyone have a cigarette? the smoking episode? Donna doesn't like <laughs> cigarettes, and they've got a lot of them here. A lot of, <laughs> like, a lot of it about is, is about how uh, gross and filthy French people are. Um they okay, also so have a lot back. of French people there, so Donna, not going to be happy. No. Uh, so then we go back, and Andrea, who's all kind of tarted up this season, she's, they're trying to make her a little sexier. And it's working. She looks better. Yeah, they um, tarted her up real good, did they? <laughs> oh, yeah, they tarted her up all nice and sweet. <laughs> oh, man, what's going on here? She... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andrea, who I'll be calling Sweetheart for the rest of the <laughs> So she's flirting with Peter Krause, um, and she finds out that he's a Republican. And he's like, uh, and she's like, well, do you know that I'm a staunch liberal? And he's like, that's all right, because I hear liberals are slutty. <laughs> that's basically what he says. And, Sounds like a classic odd couple. Uh, <laughs> mm, but the sparks are flying. And he's like, oh, yeah, if you're so liberal, why don't you kiss me right here in the cafeteria? They're in a cafeteria for some Because everybody like. knows liberals are liberal with their kissing. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of his thing. And then she does, and everyone in the cafeteria starts clapping. <laughs> Just eat your Woo! soup, you perverts. Hey, is um, someone kissing over there? <laughs> mm, yay! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Lock those lips. I've been I've been watching those two eat lunch now for an hour, <laughs> just hoping they would kiss. Unbearable. Yeah. So they did. All right. So now we're back on the beach, and uh, kids are watching the deaf kids sign, and they're like, "Oh, that kid's weird. What's he doing with his hands?" And Andrea's like, uh, "Shut up. He's deaf, and he's just doing sign language." So then uh, she goes over. Um, and start signing to him. And the mom's like, oh, you know sign language. She said, like, I used to volunteer with some, some sign language kids so or some deaf kids, so I, I learned sign language. Um, and the kid's eating a sandwich, and she goes, uh, careful, you'll get sam- sand in your sandwich. And he signs, and she's like, you hate eating sand? Me too. I'm like, who writes this <laughs> shit? How um, often do you eat sand? Uh, <laughs> like it, it seemed. Uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even want to get into what was going <laughs> on. Here. Uh, so anyway, so Andrea's like, uh, "Hey, you should sign him up for a beach camp." I'm running this. Little, she's running a beach camp, by the way. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. That was from my episode, right? Yeah. Um, she's like, "You should sign him up for the beach camp that I run." And the mom's like, "No way." And she's like, "All right, whatever." Bitch. So. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I might have added that. Uh, so <laughs> then we go back to Paris, and guess what? Donna is bitching about missing Davis. Davis? David. <laughs> Jim Davis. <laughs> she misses the creator of Garfield <laughs> so much. I miss um, his, his lovely wit, uh, yeah. his hate of Mondays, and Odie. <laughs> uh, Love lasagna. Uh, yeah, so she misses David, uh, but she refuses to call him because uh, they made a pact that they wouldn't call each other, I guess. That's stupid. Uh, yeah. And then and, so, and then Brenda is like, come on, we're in Paris. We have to do all these great things. Like, we have to go visit Balzac's house. And they keep saying Balzac. <laughs> like, they're, like, putting a little too much of an accent on it. So it seems like just the word Balzac is supposed to be some sort of a... Um, like a, what do you call it, their punchline here. It's really weird and uncomfortable. So then they're bitching, complaining about it. Both of them are now because Brenda, they find out that it's uh, closed because they wanted a tour of it, but they can't. And then that just resolves that. It's a really poorly paced and hey, written episode. Hey, guys, let's take the ga- part of the gang, uh, you know, to a wonderful new place and get them into all kinds of trouble and drama or be boring. Yeah, like it, it really <laughs> is that, like, uh, it's just so pedestrian and dumb. Um, and also, they have no chemistry together, Brenda and Donna. Um, okay, so then we cut back to Peter Krause. Yeah, I feel like they haven't really put them together much in the past. No, and they shouldn't because there's just nothing going on. It's just dead. Well, Brenda is like, you know, usually freaking out about something. And Donna is like a also kind of a one note sort of like, isn't it funny? She says things that aren't smart sometimes or, yeah. or is confused or something. And then so you put two one note kind of, you know, but I want to be with Dylan. I'm not very smart. And that's played for laughs together. And you're just kind of like, what's going there's on? There's nothing there. <laughs> but the weird thing is, like, I wonder if maybe Donna uh, complained to her dad. Like, what's her name? Uh, Tori Spelling complained to her dad. She's like, I don't want to be dumb anymore. Okay, fine. We'll try to make you sexy. Well, I like uh, I like her with um, David Silver because I feel like it's like two underdog characters. And you're kind of like, yeah, man, like you guys could date each other. Like, and you can be over there being kind of silly every yeah. once in a while like go for it boring dummies can find <laughs> each other <laughs> like i i think it it works and then i feel like you put her with her and it's just like what unless there's like something going on dramatic yeah then there's there's nothing here and guess what nothing that's a, i think that's a symptom of a lot of characters on this show like if you put like brandon with like dylan even though they're like friends it's kind of just like I don't want to. I'm mad, man. And then Brandon's like, I can't help you, dude. And it's just like, I don't fucking care, man. Well, because nobody's care, like man. a fully formed character. Like, yeah. Nobody really has character traits. They just have things that are happening in their yeah. lives. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't affect them one way or the other. They're just like a bunch of haircuts. Yeah. The parents are the only characters that seem kind of like, well, they. I know what they want. They just want to like raise <laughs> yeah. good kids. Why does this show not focus more on the parents? <laughs> Uh, in a perfect world, guys. Mm. Uh, anyway, so we cut back, and Peter Krause is coming up behind Andrea, and he does the hands over the eyes thing, and he goes, guess who? And Andrea goes, Dan Quayle. And I was like, reference! <laughs> <laughs> We're political. Uh, but again, at, at this point, Dan Quayle, because he's a Republican, and, uh. and you know, all about family values and stuff, and uh. Dan Quayle was that. Um and uh, and he goes like, hey, guess what? I'm going to the Republican convention in some other state. I can't remember. I wasn't really paying attention. He's like, I want you to come with me. And she's like, okay, uh, even though I'm totally just going to rip on it. Um, 
You mean you weren't paying attention to this riveting plot? Uh, yeah, shocking. Shocking that I drifted in and out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so all the while this is going on, Brandon is staring at them, and uh, Steve is like, dude, you're jealous. And Brandon's like, no, I'm not. And then uh, and he's like, yeah, you are. And then so then we cut back to the deaf boy who wants to join the group after all. So he comes running, and they're all going swimming. Um, but then the mom comes in screaming, and she's like, no, he can't join your day camp because he's deaf and I have to take care of him. And and then she makes the point. She's like, uh, you know, like, if any other kid gets into trouble, you can just call their name and, and, and they can hear you. He can't hear me when I call his name. So, you know, I have to be watching him constantly. And I'm like, oh, there's a little bit of depth there. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Something kind of happened. Like, or, or they at least explain something that might happen in the real yeah. world. He can't hear you when I'm calling it, so I throw rocks at him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good mom. <laughs> <laughs> I got rocks for when he's doing good stuff, <laughs> and then I got these rocks for when he's doing bad stuff. I've got gold rock <laughs> that I chuck at his head if he's doing something good. Uh, also, I don't have any money. Can I pay for you in rocks? <laughs> in rocks. <laughs> I'm gonna be paying for this country club uh, in rocks. On, on these rocks, I've written, "Don't do that." <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you better treat my kid the way I want you to, or else you're not getting two gold rocks as a tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to throw a don't do that rock. <laughs> I got my mommy's hungry rocks here, too. So uh... I've, got, I've got rocks for every yeah. occasion. <laughs> do you have any gum? No, just, just rocks I've soaked in mint that I suck on it. Once in a while, <laughs> for fresher breath. <laughs> what is that lump on his head? It was a good morning, Rock. <laughs> I love oh. you, Rock. <laughs> oh man! No pet rocks, though. <laughs> no. Oh, oh my goodness, that's a lot of fun. Uh, so uh, yeah, okay. So, so then, back to this boring episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was way more fun than this episode could ever be. Anyway, uh, Andrea promises. She's like, uh, I promise I'll look after him. And mom relents and lets Cameron. Oh, the kid's name is Cameron. Okay, mm. um, join the group. So then, uh, oh, we go back to Paris, and Brenda and Donna are in a restaurant. And they're trying to order, but everything's French. Uh-oh. So Donna just uh, points fries. at something on the on the menu because she goes, "Oh, in French, this means veal, so I'll just have veal." And Don and the brand is like, "Oh, that sounds good. I'll have that too." And that something that she thinks is veal, but I'm like, "I bet it's not veal." <laughs> Because they're in Paris, and this is a culture shock episode. Uh, so then we go back, and Brandon is just just shaming Andrea for uh, uh, abandoning the deaf boy uh, and going to the Republican convention. He's like, that's really irresponsible. Like, that deaf boy needs you, and you're going to hang out with Peter Krause, you dumb slut. Uh, he's basically sort of like calling her like an irresponsible slut. Gross. Yeah, he's just being like, he's being, you know... Uh, irrational Brandon. Yeah. Um, and and Andrea's like, uh, you're being shitty and jealous, and you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I totally. like Andrea for a second. Uh, okay, so then we go back, and Donna thinks she sees David. Um, and uh, but it's not him. It's just some other <laughs> shithead. 
And uh, okay, so then the food gets there, and guess what? It's super gross. Oh no! And they're like, "Oh, what is it? What was that word they said after veal?" And then finally, Brenda looks it up in her thing in her veal parmesan, which she could have very easily used. Did you say veal parmesan? Yeah, yeah. It's because they don't like parmesan. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, "That's a common pairing." Is that like why would they play that to be weird? Ew! We don't have that over in America. Did you put cheese on something? Oh my god! You put cheese on this dead baby animal? Gross! Gross! Disgusting! Um. So uh, yeah, so it's all gross and mushy looking, and and uh, and they eat it like they take a bite and they're like, "This is gross." I don't, what is this? So then they look it up in their little translation dictionary, which they could have used when they were ordering, yeah. mm-hmm. but they didn't. And they're like, "Oh God, it's brains!" Uh, they didn't say that. That was br- <laughs> the brain brains. Made that? <laughs> oh, musical what brains kind of, again. Bra- uh, never mind. It was, <laughs> it was like it was like calf brains. That's yeah. that's. Apparently, what French people eat because all they do is smoke and eat brains. That's I've never been. Maybe it's good for your brain. Uh, oh yeah, smoking. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, totally. Um, they're smoking and they need to get the brains back in them, so they're eating the brains. Oh, uh, to absorb uh, the brain power. Yes. Duh. There's so much about science I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, so then we go back and. Um, uh, oh, it's Dylan is trying to write the letter on behalf of his dad, but he can't think of how to do it because he doesn't have anything nice to say about his dad. And Kelly comes and complains that Jake, remember Jake? Jake was the guy who painted the Yeah, guy. he's on that uh, place uh, by Melrose. <laughs> yeah, you oh, know yeah. that place yeah. up by Melrose? <laughs> I forget I what it's that. called. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, anyway, she uh, uh, <laughs> she's bitching that he painted her gazebo and then left. <laughs> wink, <laughs> wink, wink. Can you guys see me winking? Yeah. All right. Uh and she's like, I'm done with dudes for a while. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and Dylan's like, yeah, and I don't know what to do about my dad. And she's like, well, if you don't have anything nice to say about your dad, why don't you just fucking lie? And he's like, okay. Um, and then Brandon goes and apologizes to Andrea and says, like, you know, I'm going to miss you. And I guess that's just why I was uh, acting so jealous. And then he fucking kisses her. It was gross. <laughs> like, I did not like seeing... I was like, I like it when you totally just fucking ignore her. That's when this is funny. I don't like that it becomes like... A, when it becomes a relationship thing... Oh, it's getting off board. So... I don't like it when they don't do it because I know that they're leading up to doing it. And I'm like, don't yeah. fucking... Like, just do it. Like, stop making every episode be about like, oh, I'm scared of Andre. See, I could have... For the rest of the run of this thing, I could have been perfectly satisfied if he just kept slapping her down why did he say he's gonna miss her uh because she's going to the republican convention what does that mean so what uh he won't see her for a few days an hour to an afternoon no no she's going away like she's like somewhere else some other state oh for like all right i thought she was like going away for the afternoon i'm gonna miss you because uh you've rejected me now so i'm gonna bury your body in the sand (laughs) (laughs) wink wink yeah Um, Uh, but yeah, so so yeah, so finally he kisses her, and uh-huh. she's like, "The only reason you're interested in me is because I'm seeing someone else." Yeah, now. fuck off. You, you can suck, go fuck Brandon. Yourself. I like this other guy. Your timing is shitty. I like this other guy. Fuck off. Yeah, and she and he's like, Grr. 
Um, so then the next day, Brandon comes and apologizes for kissing her and goes like, are we still friends? And she's like, yep. And he's like, oh, you really like Peter Krause, don't you? And she's like, yep. And he goes, well, you know, you don't, you never know what you have till it's gone. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I find myself saying that a lot in this episode. Uh, so then we go back and Brenda is trying to teach Donna French, but she's too dumb. Uh, Brendan tells her to just, oh, they're going to some party. And Brenda goes, well, why don't you just flirt with guys? It's the international language, language of, of flirting love. or something. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I miss David too much. I don't want to go flirt with guys. And Brenda's like, well, I miss Dylan too, but I'm going to go flirt with guys anyway. <laughs> uh, and then, okay, so then they're at a party. And again, keep in mind that this thing is racist against French people. Some French guy literally comes up to Donna and goes, Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Ah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I guess French people fucking all they do is smoke, eat brains, and quote <laughs> disco music. Yeah, and say the <laughs> one thing that idiots one... would know about French. Like, yeah, yeah, the one retarded sexuality phrase from a disco song. Um, and then the girl, all like all these French guys, and all the French guys at the party are just slimy and just like, eh, I want to have sex with you. They're all Sean Krejci. Um <laughs> uh, So then the girl from Texas is uh, is there, and uh, and everyone, she's like, I'm from Texas. And everyone's like, ah, oh, you're from Texas. Do you know George Bush? Do you know Ross Perot? And I'm like, cool it on the fucking Saturday Night Live references. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all those are to me. Um, so then the uh, voulez-vous guy goes and tries to pick up Brenda. And Brenda goes, no, 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 I'm sleeping with her. And points at Donna. And I'm like, there's a different way you could have said that. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, mm-hmm, okay, the more the merrier. Uh, I can only do now French Canadian. Now he's Canadian, yeah. Uh, and uh okay so then we cut back and uh oh yeah and now brenda's the one who's all lonely and sad because she keeps seeing dylan everywhere um and then we go back uh and brenda or and dylan and kelly are kind of hanging out and i'm like is there something going on between these two what the heck uh so then dylan goes and visits dad in jail oh and this is fucking ridiculous as shit uh, he goes and visits dad in jail, jail and dad, the dad's like, hey, I read that letter you wrote. That that was really, really nice. Like, it really meant a lot to me. And Dylan's like, yeah, well, I was lying about the whole thing, uh, especially the part where you taught me to read. You didn't teach me to read. Mom did. And dad's like, oh, yeah, well, you have a selective memory. And dad goes, and then we hear, like, piano music. And the dad goes, I do not like them in a plane. I do not like them. Oh, no. In the rain. <laughs> I do not like green eggs and ham. And Dylan has this realization, and he goes, I do not like them. <laughs> Sam, I am. Oh, man, that's worth it, I feel like. It kind of was. Holy crap. It was so, like, ah, this is this is the big touching moment. And I'm like, this show is bunny. That is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. Um, uh, it's all played straight, like yeah, completely. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, okay, so now we go back, and Dawn is having fun, and Brenda misses Dylan, and she's like, "Oh, I just I came to Paris because I want to be interesting. I want there to be more things about me than you know than there are biz or whatever." Uh, 
and then they resolve. They're like, okay, we're going to have a good time. We're going to really, really try. But first, let's go call our boyfriends. So then they run and call their boyfriends. Um, okay, so then we go back, and the deaf boy's mom, oh, Cameron's mom, uh, thanks Andrea for including him. And she's like, I really wish you weren't leaving for the summer because, you know, you mean a lot to uh, to Cameron. Yeah. And he doesn't have too many people who will look out for him kind of thing. And so she's like, hmm. And then, <laughs> uh, oh, and this was weird. Hmm. Then Dylan, uh, Dylan comes and sits down with Kelly, and she's like, uh, "Oh, I heard your dad didn't uh, didn't make parole. Yeah, I heard about it on the radio." <laughs> I was like, "What <laughs> station were you listening to?" Parole <laughs> FM. Because it just happened. So, like, it's breaking news: in. Dylan's dad is still in jail. News and order. Come on, Deadbeat Dad FM. <laughs> <laughs> the station where all we do is report about dads. <laughs> um, yeah. Bobby, so then, your dad is running out on you. <laughs> Ooh, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> now the Eagles. Uh, yeah. um, uh, so then there's more like obvious flirting between them, and I'm like, oh, something is happening. Uh, okay, so then Andrea is saying goodbye to uh, to little Cameron, and little Cameron is like, she's like, "You're my friend." <laughs> it's really weird the way she does it, and he's like, and the little boy's all sad, and Brandon is watching and and tells her that it must have been tough saying goodbye, and she's like, uh, "Yeah, it really was." Just kidding, I'm not going anywhere, and he's like, "What?" what? And she's like, yeah, I've decided not to go to the Republican convention. I'm going to stick around. Um, and he's like, uh, uh, oh, really? Oh, I hope you don't think I'm going to fuck you because I'm <laughs> not. Because <laughs> <laughs> now that you're staying, I think you're gross. <laughs> um, so he's like, uh, oh, really? So you're sticking around. Bow, bow, bow. And then on and then Andre is walking down this uh, down the beach with Peter Krause and tells him that that he's she's not going to go to the Republican convention and he's like oh why because you're going to stick around with that Brandon guy and she's like no just because I don't want to go but I do still want to have a long distance relationship with you so they're still on. I don't think Brandon knows this yet, mm. but they're fucking still on. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're setting up drama to unfold. Yeah. And then, um, oh, yeah. Then we go back to uh, uh, the beach and Steve is like, hey, Kelly and Dylan, why don't you come? Because Andrea is having a big tug of war and needs our help. So then they go to have the tug of war, but they lose and everyone falls over and Kelly falls right on top of Dylan. And then they look at each other, and sparks fly. Oh, no. And credits. Oh, boy. Yeah. All sorts of things happened. They're setting up this to be the season where everybody gets with everybody else that they haven't already got with. Uh, Uh Yeah, pretty much. But I like how this episode, uh, in this episode... Nothing much happened? Nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do we want it? Do we need... So do we think next uh, week Greg circles back on the episode that took place between this? I don't know, because I feel like... Everything that that episode would have is setting up, I this. Say, yeah, yeah, would have been setting up. I'll this. go beyond because I think we need to find out what's happening with Kelly and Dylan. I won't sleep until I do. <laughs> yeah, may, like maybe read the, read the synopsis of last <laughs> week's episode because I feel like it's just if this one starts with <laughs> let, them. Let in, me take a look here. 
If oh, this one's going to be yeah. Kelly or Kelly, uh, uh, Brenda and Donna go to Paris. It'll be like figuring out, like, I like, can't like, go. Airplanes yeah. are uh, before the flight. I hope no one smokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll set up all that drama. <laughs> this episode's called Smokes on a Plane. Yeah. <laughs> You're it's welcome. an hour of them on a plane uh, with people smoking. Yeah. Boy, I've had too much coffee. I can't um, work my phone. Now, so did the plot with the child have any kind of aside from the mom I being like, I can't let I don't go. know how we're going to pass, not pass anymore because I feel like they're not setting up moralistic lessons. Yeah. Anymore. No. No, because the the little boy, I mean, like, it, it's not like he learns. She doesn't want to let go of him because it's hard for her because she's worried about him. Yeah. So she throws rocks at him. <laughs> no, but yeah, like, of course. but what was, the, how did it wrap up? So the kid just like, so basically, she's there, like, you're my friend and that's it. Yeah. There's like, it's kind of a misdirect where she goes, uh, she goes to have like a tender goodbye moment yeah. with uh, with him. I was doing air quotes, yeah, listeners. Um, but uh, but then it's a psych out because what she was really telling him was, "I'm gonna stick around," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, the little boy didn't learn anything except for that it's fun to play with friends. Uh, Pass, because <laughs> you know what, guys, it is. Yeah, it is fun to play with friends. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Next week. I mean, I, I feel like all of the summer episodes, like, it's just mm. such a bummer, man. They could be doing anything in the summer, dude. Like, driving cars off cliffs and yeah. shit. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> Get some great, like, this is like, we're free. Do whatever we want. Everybody, no drama allowed. <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody could be fucking coked up 24-7. Yep. Fucking everybody inside. <laughs> but instead, fucking, you know. I know that they could never do that. Obviously, but at least like I don't know. I I'm gonna go to Paris and then like we're gonna talk. Like they're yeah. like <laughs> like they at least need to be like somebody needs to be upset with somebody else for like a very specific reason at some point in every episode. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like nothing. And, in this I episode. mean, I was upset with you guys for making me watch yeah. it. That was it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's all. I looked at the uh, previous episode and it's just like yeah, Andrea becomes friends with a deaf boy. Donna and Brenda plan a trip to Paris. Steve and uh, Brandon try to date some twin girls, oh. and then oh. Steve wants to like to do a date swap, and they don't like that. Oh man, is that going to be a throwback to the one where they went out with those two girls and they stole the two girls stole their car? Oh yeah, like remember? that's the kind of shit, man. That like season one, remember that? Yeah, <laughs> they had to go to like the police station because yeah. these girls stole their car, and they were too like upset to like admit that it happened to them, and it was really like crazy yeah. that was fun times remember when the show was funny it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> sad when we're pining for the good times of, of season, season one. one i know yeah. mm-hmm. well thanks listeners for saying season three you gotta yeah. finish it up yeah what were you talking about <laughs> what did you think i hope was there's some there, maybe there's something looming yeah. like when we maybe, let you yeah. not know about what's this face and dying. listen there's another uh, 27 episodes in this season yeah here, so that's uh, true there's lots okay that's the episode another... uh, so the n- episode i'll watch next week is called well, this is promising it's called sex lies and volleyball slash photo fini oh <laughs> oh so somebody takes a picture of somebody having sex with a volleyball uh, wilson. <laughs> oh wilson <laughs> oh my god well uh, come back hmm. next week for more beverly hills 90210 oh yeah relay yeah mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, and we will also be talking about those movies that we rolled for. Casey, what are you uh, going to see again? I'm going to blurt it up. Yeah. <laughs> Casey's going to see Paul Blurt. I'm going to go. Paul I'm going to get blurted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Greg and I will see whatever we want. That's right. You guys are going to talk about Say Anything, and we will roll for more movies next week. All that stuff and more. Mm. Please go to modernsuperior.com to mm. follow us along with many other of our friends and their podcasts. Uh, Super Zero is up there. They've got great episodes. They did a good one on Superman Returns, oft maligned, but they had some really interesting things to say about that movie. Yeah. Uh there are more episodes of Let's Scare Matthew Price to Death up there. If yeah. you haven't listened to Greg's, you gotta. But uh, there's a great one about The Descent. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, I love so that movie. Good. Um, I almost chose that as my yeah. Uh, there's yeah epi- my movie for that episode. There's a lot of good movies out there still to be chosen. I, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I, I chose one. Uh, unfortunately, I had to cancel. Yeah, you're gonna home. be on though. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely be on because I had an idea and then I had an even way better idea that hopefully I'm <laughs> going to be able to swap out for. Yeah. Um, and so you can find those on modernsphere.com. You can find the do-over, drink along, two turntables and a bottle of wine amongst mm. other shows up there. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash S-Y-N-W-P-C where we post movie news and you can all talk about it in the comments threads. And you can also go on Twitter at S-Y-N-W-P-C and find all the stuff we post on Facebook pushed to there automatically. Yeah. (laughs) So if you like Twitter, you can reply to those and we'll see it eventually. Uh, But you'll get the new episodes and everything there as well. So please do all of those things. And as always, we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye, Internet. There is no ghost at the end of the long ride, but they do make (laughs) a lot of money in the art game. (laughs) (laughs) That is catchy. I hope that one sticks around. (laughs) R.I.P. Dougie. (laughs) Dougie. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. You got to keep it. Except no imitators, though. Greg's is very specific. Yeah, it is. It's you can't do it. No, don't even try. (laughs) You know what? Uh, Although I I would like to see Greg's catchphrase on a t-shirt. Huh? I feel like no question mark either. Just period. Just huh? No, but it can't be huh because that's very that's a very different sound then. Yeah, I think you need a very uh, short catchphrase because he's got. I've got gross. Yeah. What do you got? I I got nothing. This has been a presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.